0: Chilling, man, just uh, ready to talk about a lot of awesome wrestling. What's up with you, man?
2: Nothing. During the intro, I almost felt like I had said, like, I'm Rich Lada and this is Rich- James Lotta. In my mind, I was like, no, I I, no, I didn't just say that. So, no, no. And I'm not restarting this. So, it is what it is. We're going to roll with this. So, yeah, yeah like, you know, what, uh, I have to make what, sure. What? I am, I am in fact, James Boyd.
0: <laughs> James Boyd, a, a larger-than-life individual.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Like that's gonna be a running gag for the rest of this show. I don't know how long it's gonna keep up, but it's gonna be a while around at least for this show. maybe next week, but we'll see. Um, yeah, man, uh, wild stuff, wild stuff. but, uh, I, I think you said that you had some plugs you wanted to get off before we got fully yes. into it.
0: Yes, so um last week, I kind of kind of mentioned it. I didn't get really too specific. figured everyone would just kind of, you know hear it. Some people have reached out, which is pretty cool, but, The One Nation Radio 10-year anniversary show. Um, Please, uh, if you heard the announcement last week about uh, sending your audio in as far as uh, any testimonials you want to give uh, about One Nation Radio, how it's, you know, whatever it does for you, whether it entertains you, makes you laugh, uh, any feelings about James or I, we're going to play it on the air. I'm not going to listen to them ahead of time. You bury us on it. Do whatever you want. Um try to keep it under two minutes if it's really good if you're if you're hitting on something you know go ahead go ahead and uh you know keep going but uh make sure you're sending it to rich at socialsuplex dot com I've got a few um in the email right now I'm starring them, so I don't miss any of them so uh once again, get that to us by September twelfth
2: all right, thank you for that for the announcements um so I guess because there's not much WWE news that we actually have anything we need to spend much time on, I guess we can start with AEW. So, uh, and starting with AEW, we have to start with CM Punk, first time speaking to us since he left with the, uh, what we now know as a, or believe to be a, a broken foot or whatever. And, uh, he starts off the gate by saying he has two bits of important news, one important, one not so much. And he says, uh, we're in West Virginia. What town of West Virginia were they in, Rich? Charleston. They're in Charleston. Uh, so then he proceeds to say that's not too far away from, um, you know, the the inland parts of, uh, Virginia that, uh, that Hangman Page is from. And then he says, uh, you know, you're for a rematch. Let's do it right here, right now. While he's saying this, while he's in a cutoff off tee, jeans, and, uh, some sneakers. Uh, so the crowd goes wild because I they think they're going to get some super match. Um. Obviously, he doesn't come out, and then he says, "That's what I thought." He said, "That's not what I call. It. That's not cowboy shit. That's chicken shit." And then says something on the lines of, "Word of advice: The apology should be as loud as the um, disrespect." Uh, and then proceeds to move on to uh, John Moxley. Now I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna put it in park right there because uh, boy. That's at that point, that's where you're like, okay, this has nothing to do with anything. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um,. What the hell was this? I don't. And then I, I look. I almost decided to go on uh, Google Maps to see like like how far Airs Creek is from from where they were. And I was like, is that don't like that don't I like it sounds saw, like it that sounds it like, like that five made,
0: hours or right, something. right? Like
2: that sounds like it's in the same region but not the same area. Like that's not exactly a hometown boy. So I, I was like, what the hell is going on? Um So so yeah. Uh, after that, you hear reports coming from a bunch of different places, from, you know, Sean Ross Saps, the Meltzers, um, saying that uh, backstage there was a... V.O.W. as well. Oh, voice wrestling. wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that voice of wrestling part. Um, I, listened to fla- yeah. I listened to Flagship this week, though. Um, but uh, the gist is, a bunch of people came out and said they don't know what the fuck's going on. They are... Uh, a lot of them are are, are are mystified. A lot of them are perplexed. A lot of them are also upset over what CM Punk did about you know the un- unprofessionalism of calling out somebody who can't come out because they're obviously not meant to come out, and thereby you're like making um, your baby face look like a coward. Uh, which, you know, like, I believe totally, like, that's something that actually would be something to really be upset about if this was 1990, the 1990s, maybe even, like, the late 2000s. At this stage in the game, people aren't gonna not like, uh, Adam Page after they later hear, they uh, eventually hear that, like, oh yeah, this is what happened and this was a part of the show. This was some stunt that CM Punk pulled. Uh, but anyway, we, we hear, um, that that is in relation to a part of a segment that happened in the lead up to Adam Page versus CM Punk Revolution, where um, Adam Page goes face to face with Punk and says some lines, and they're lines that don't really have anything to do with like their kayfabe uh, art or dislike, disliking or tension over the AW World Title. So. Um, I believe, uh, back then, Joe Lanza from, uh, from Voice of Wrestling Flagships, like, uh, was mentioning over and over and over, sticking on this point of what the hell does this have to do with anything, what the hell's going on, this is weird, and lo and behold, word has come out that, like, Punk felt away about that,
0: about the line about, uh, being, what was the exact line, Rich? Workers' rights. You claim to be for workers' rights, but yeah. Hangman cut it off there, and no, we didn't really get the second part of that sentence. Like, mm-hmm. to really, uh, you know, really like uh, drive it home what he meant. But um, there was one person that that line was meant to affect, and it and it worked. It was for him.
2: Yeah, it was for CM Punk, and um, CM Punk
0: apparently like <laughs> five and, and, five six months later. <laughs> well, before that, before that, with, with that, like. In, in the popular, like, kind of conspiracy theory that I thought about at the time and heard about additional reporting from VOW that that led to a huge blow up backstage uh, around that time. Um, there was a closed door meeting with Hangman, Tony Khan um, and CM Punk. And there were there were things. uh Said about said to CM Punk that were so bad they couldn't make reporting essentially. Wait, what um, was it said that by CM Punk or to CM Punk to CM Punk? Um, so there's also another element of like it being about Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana being a very beloved member of the AW locker room, uh, has kind of been jettisoned uh, out of the way. He, he was going to be uh, let go. Um, But he was, you know, kind of rerouted to a ring of honor. And, you know, without Colt Cabana, a lot of these dudes never figure out how to get money within wrestling. So there's a pretty big reverence for them. Uh, And then, you know, you you see CM Punk doing things like scooping the free cloud off of sticking up for Sasha and Naomi when there's no possible way it can affect him. And um, he basically, you know, I I think it was a situation where Hangman was fired up said something, you know, to build a a match, but it went too far with one person who decided he didn't play like that. And then, you know, eventually like it came to, you know, this this deal here and I thought this was I thought this was below the belt. I thought this was uh this was I thought it was bullshit pretty much what, what CM Punk did um on T V this week and it, it was, was definitely like, a professional. Yeah. Like, if I was Hangman Page, I would want to fight CM Punk as soon as he came through um, the curtain.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like, one, Adam Page doesn't strike me as that kind of person to really get a, that upset over that. Because, like, this isn't, like I said earlier, like, this isn't the nineteen. This is 1996 where like you pull someone's car, they don't show up, and then the whole crowd thinks you're a hoe. Like that's not that's not how this works anymore. People don't care. Uh but I, I think that um he should be upset in, in the fact that was like this is what you tried to do. It it didn't work because like you're old carny. But but uh that's what you that's what you attempted to do, so I would be offended on that front. Um and also, like from another from from the other perspective, is like you threw a shot at me, I threw a shot back. I we're kind of even, but it's it's weird that the only that uh, from what you hear, what it seems like most people upset over all this stuff is upset over punk singing. Like it's perfectly fine that Adam Page did whatever he did. I, so I don't know what the makeups the makeup of this stuff. Like it feels a lot like like it ties in line with a lot of the stuff of like this locker room never never or doesn't like the part where like there's new people in the locker room that's what it feels like it feels like a lot of that is is the under under um current of all of this
0: there's a lot of that and it, it's a it's a very competitive uh ego driven business and it has been for over a 100 years like and this was not and it feels like these factions are, are kind of a shoot uh, if you guys like get what I'm saying, like uh, FTR is doing more stupid shit on Twitter, of course, um, showing their support for CM Punk. Um, there was a promo from Kenny Omega after the show um, where he stressed about, you know, we're not selfish. Uh, we're not tribute acts. We're not uh, trying to be people that were not, which could be interpreted as a shot at a lot of people. Um there's like the different uh, other sides, like there's BCC that that's there. That's been insanely protected. Um, There's Jericho. That looks like he wants to work with everybody because he's about a dollar. What the fuck is 50 cent? Um, (laughs) And you wonder if like, I think some of that tension is good because it's like, all right, you know, it's competition. uh, But, it's good to a point of what can these dudes still work together and make money, and would they have problems losing to each other? Which brings us to another point uh, with this whole thing where it was reported that CM Punk said that either it was said to Hangman, or uh, I think the likely thing is it was said from Punk to someone else that he would never lose to Hangman Page.
2: I keep hearing it as people heard it third hand. People are, are like certain people keep hearing this third hand but it keeps on being third hand there's never any second hand it's always third hand that that punk said this at some point right. but never but, but but like this was never said to Tony Khan or to um Hangman
0: right uh so and for me look maybe it's true maybe it's not i i'm just like like the story of this company is putting over Hangman Page so like yeah. if you do that like I don't really have like much patience for you at this point. Like at what point does it turn into a situation where you're sequestering yourself uh, off like Cody did uh, where he didn't want to either wrestle people uh, like, you know, and stayed away from all the, the, the real people. And it's like,
2: well, huh. is he staying away from the real people or is he staying away from one person? Like that's the difference. Like the Cody thing was just like, well, I don't know uh, yet. You, you it, can take it, it as been a up. retrospect, looking at it, it as like, it seemed like he didn't want to work with any of the hot dudes because he was going to have to do some jobs. Well, uh, with the Punk thing, like, Punk has already uh, like, we'll, done we'll a see. major job to somebody else. And, like, quite frankly, like, if Adam... If if if, if they are, you know, adults about this, even if they don't want to work with each other ever again, they don't have to. They have years worth of stuff before ever touching each other again. So, I, I, so for me, I, I feel like And maybe, maybe, I don't know if, you know, because I've talked about this to, I feel like ad nauseam with you over the, the, like, you know, five days, whatever it's been, and I just feel like people cannot like each other, people cannot work with each other in professional wrestling, it's fine, like, you can continue to have successful uh, wrestling programs around these two, and have them be in their own, you know, and never interact with each other, it's perfectly fine. People have managed to make this happen before.
0: So, like, if they don't... doesn't that suck? Yeah, like but, like doesn't it suck for fans like doesn't that um, suck for like uh, especially like the 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 company that has been any, built is anyone like,
2: clamoring to see a CM Punk Adam Page match again after the match like people that was like widely like divisive of whether or not people liked it or not based off of them changing the belt to the biggest star in the company like I do think, they need to wrestle each other again? Other, other, think, other, oh, let me phrase again. Maybe they need one just so they can get uh, Page a
0: win back. But outside of that, do they ever need to wrestle again after that? I think he does need to put over uh, Hangman at some point. Um, I don't.
2: It, I, I don't think the way people are talking about it, like especially
0: we're, the we're way adding, he, like he, it's from
2: Sean Michaels' shit, then like we don't know if like he still feels that way, right? Like the thing with the thing about the Sean thing was a part where it's like those were fighting words back then. These aren't so much fighting words now. So like Adam Page, Adam Page saying like uh, it, I don't know. I Adam Page, how old? How old? How old is Adam Page?
0: Adam Page is thirty.
2: Adam Page is 30. Do you think, what's more likely, him to be mad when he hurt, when he finds out about this, or him to laugh, like, and like, what a fucking child. He probably laughed and said, what a fucking child this is. I don't think he wants to fight over this. I don't.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't, Adam I don't know. Adam Page has
2: never struck me as a person that was willing to fight over being put over in pro wrestling. It's never, like, he's, he probably thinks he's, he's a fucking buffoon. He's laughing like, what a ridiculous person.
0: Yeah, and AEW hasn't had these problems. Um they've they haven't had a problem with anyone losing to anyone it seems like, you know, at the top. Um I seem to recall Kenny Omega doing clean jobs for Moxley, Jericho and PAC before like the first pay-per-view even like was done or excuse me as soon as the first pay-per-view was done um uh, I recall Chris Jericho putting John Moxley over clean several times um <laughs> Mox has been protected in a different kind of way but he did lose um you know to the Young Bucks you know clean in a match before he lost uh, the title pay-per-view. to Kenny Omega yeah I mean they did some you know a little heel finish but like well, there was the no real issue he was
2: turning you're turning to do a heel
0: yeah like they And then he and won again Like he, yeah, he, like he clearly had no problem doing business and, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to say that Mox wasn't willing to, you know, lose clean to Kenny or anything, but like. He put over uh, Archer in the, uh, uh, what's it called? To give him the U.S. belt or last year. Yeah. And. With punk coming in, if he's dropping that Molotov cocktail and you don't want to lose a handman, hey well it's like, all right, well, who else don't you want to lose to? And the way this is all being split up, like we know who's friends with who. And I think some of that stuff makes for compelling viewing because like when it's a uh when it when it's a Kenny in front of a punk, you're gonna get all this same stuff. Um the stuff with Mox isn't gonna get long enough to cook, essentially, but there are gonna be people that feel like Mox has been You know, riding this thing out uh, from from, you know, 2019 and then being super hot this summer. And it's like there's a lot of CM Hogan going around, going on, it seems like. So I don't know. We'll see, uh, you know, who he wants to work with going forward and and things like that. But um, they they have what (laughs) kind of feels like. Do you remember, like, late 1996, early 1997 WWF? where you have all these people that kind of want to be the man, and there's just, it's a very competitive environment. I see a lot of that in AEW right now. And that, that Not part... Not to that level, because
2: everybody was still so... It's, it's still so different
0: uh, than now. Uh,
2: so, like, because, you know, people, people were gristling and trying to find ways to get out of jobs all the time back then. Like, this is... We're talking about one person. <clears throat> Like, and I'm sure there were people, you know, programs in people's minds of uh, things they want to do and people getting upset because they're not allowed to do. But, like, so what? It's pro wrestling. Everyone wants to do certain things and are told no by the Booker. That's that's, that's what it is. Like, welcome to professional wrestling. I understand it's been kumbaya since 2019, but, like, this is more like it. Uh, Like, you're you're going to have some input. You're not going to have all the the input. Like, if you want to go back to WWE and see how that goes with Triple H, go for it. Uh, but I, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure you would gonna have more creative freedom in AEW and are and WWE even with Vince gone. Sorry,
0: um, James, James Brown. wyos is so different. Honestly, I don't think the elite cares about losing at all. No, they don't. In fact, I don't think don't. so. In fact, yeah, in,
2: in, so fact either. in fact, <laughs> like you know, by all accounts, they have to be told they have to put people over,
0: or they have to beat people. Put um, people over. Uh Sir Sam says I get a lot of what Rich Sam feels like. No, um, oh,
2: I'm sorry, you're right. I'm, I I fucked it up. They have to yeah, they have to be told they have to not put people over. Sorry. Sorry, sorry.
0: Feels like a lot of genuine stars and people coming up pushing for places will be great if they're happy to do business. Yeah, like they can use all of this like and also like the stuff that happened was not a uh work that that was happening. This was this was real, but it can always turn into one. They can always like use this stuff to really like get you know uh you know get people bought in on this stuff and it goes back to the mjf stuff like these are a lot of real feelings like between people that are competing for money they're competing for time uh and they're competing for the fans uh whether it's like you know uh, a lot of people that have you know recently started watching aw people that have been are been like already like on the journey with this thing and it's like There's a lot of interesting stories to be told and battles to be fought, and everyone's not going to make it like it's not going to like someone's going to leave just like Cody did. Um, Someone's going to you know drop off or not be as over as they think Uh, there's going to be competitive. And I kind of find that interesting. Uh, I I just hope they want to work together because if they don't want to work together, then we run into issues and we start saying like bullshit. And, and, And what CM Punk did, I think, was really bullshit.
2: Uh, like, for me... Yes, yes, it was unprofessional. Um, so, yeah, it is bullshit, just technically speaking. Like, for me, like, I don't... I just feel like this story's been so overblown, and maybe it was just a thing where, like, so many people... or so many of the, uh... The teammates in the locker room have kept shit under wraps, and this was the part where like everybody's like, "Well, I need to tell I need to tell my side on this now," because it seems like there's never. I don't think there's ever been a story like this in AEW where all like, everybody's like just dying to, to tell you know everybody that uh, that that writes in wrestling media their little side of the thing. Like this is, I don't think this <laughs> ever really happened before. Um, I like I don't know if they felt like they were a part of history. Like this was like the beginning of some Sean Brett shit. But like it's it's not. It's, it's not like they, they, like this is not the same as those two idiots working themselves to a shoot on an airplane trip, and then all of a sudden they find out that they really hate each other all along. Like isn't it the same thing? But um, or whatever they were. I think it was on a plane trip when he decided to do this. I think was it one Brett's idea.
0: <sighs> it escapes me at the moment.
2: Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. For. Uh, i don't I don't know what to do with it like i I think like either either wrestle or don't I don't care like there's plenty of people for you to wrestle if you want to wrestle with each other again sure like but like this page thing but this page thing as far as um if punk ever wrestles page again like he has to win if uh, uh, if not then the page be like no I'm never wrestling him in he's told me he's not gonna put me over do the like basically like like what happened with with Brett and john like except don't get to the part where you're the champion. Your contract's running out and they screw you. Like, just, just like, he said he's never put me over. I believe you. So I never want to wrestle you again. No, thank you.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, ironic. Doing all that Bret Hart cap, but he's acting like Shawn Michaels. Who knew? Um, yeah, it's, it's when, well, he also likes Shawn, too. He
2: loves Shawn, too. Just like, you know, the Young Bucks love Shawn, too. Like, it's, it's so weird, like, the, the things that people take from being a Brett guy or a Sean guy, when like most people are usually both, or anyone with some good, good damn sense anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, now let's move on to uh, as CM Punk called it, the more important stuff. Uh, <laughs> Punk then moves on to, to John Moxley. He said he's been waiting. Uh, he, I think he said some lines. He's been waiting for John Moxley, and then he said John Moxley, who is uh, the third best guy in his unit. Which is reminiscent, uh, which is a certain pattern he has. Uh, then for some reason he threw shots at Kingston because you know Kingston loves to do work shoot shit, so I guess he threw them back at him too. And he was like, "Eddie Kingston, who's the third best Eddie I've ever shared a locker room with, the second best Kingston." These people are number one at anything. I fucking chuckled when he said, when he said that. <laughs> uh, Moxley comes out, uh, and he gets heated. Like Moxley, you know, does the whole part where he's like, you know, like. You're in your own world. Um,
0: yeah, Punk got to stop reading the, um, the 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 bad faith WWE Twitter accounts for for his material.
2: As far as the Moxie, says so the Moxie thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's fair game, seeing as like they have to play in a part where like this is the first time we've wrestled each other before, right?
0: Wouldn't it be more powerful if he says, like, you're the best guy in, in your units? But I, I don't know. That's. I, I, I'm, I don't thinking think like, I'm thinking really like. Jer- I'm thinking like Chris Jericho. I'm thinking like Chris Jericho, where it's like, build your opponents up. Because if you beat them, it's like, oh, yeah, you beat the third best guy. Like, no, man. Say you beat the best guy.
2: Okay, so. Um, I think at this point, like, given how CM Punk works, seeing how like people like Eddie Kingston work, seeing how people like MJF work in this company, they, they don't they don't have to do that, it, and it still somehow works and doesn't somehow bury the guys. I think we're just past that point where saying that kind of stuff like actually buries people at this point anymore. It doesn't matter. You just you just sling mud indiscriminately because that's what they do in AEW.
0: And it's like you're, they've you're always done over, it in AEW. You're putting over like, Jericho's
2: like the only person that
0: still follows these rules. Like you're putting over. Like WWE guys being better than this guy, like I'm sorry, man. Like that, that's that's lame. Like
2: everybody slings mud indiscriminately. I don't know why this is. Why you're hanging up on this punk thing? Um, so, like, are you at this point where like you're just done with punk? Like, do you want him to quit?
0: No, I don't want him to quit. But what do you want I him just to do? wanted. I want his material to, to be sharper. Like it feels like he's You thought this wasn't a great in. promo? I think Moxley killed him.
2: You thought this wasn't a great punk promo? No. I'm sorry, we just gonna have to disagree, bro. I'm sorry. Like this was a killer promo. He buried, every, he buried all of his enemies, not, not even getting into the, the page thing. Like, he set this dude up to come out here. They go face to face. And literally, he's turning or he's leaning heel because it's a face versus face thing. And he's doing the job of, I have to be the person because I'm the bigger star. I haven't been here. I need to lean heel. And, like, whether or not he intended to, like, the Adam Page part, part for a lot of people is going to be a part of the leaning heel part. But him coming out and him being a, uh, just a jerk completely to Moxley and then Moxie fires back, and then he talks about, like, I've been the hardest soul of this company, and then Punk says, alright, you've been hardest soul, I'll, well, since you're gonna be that, I'll be the dollars and cents, like, that's a line of him being a smarmy dick, like, I think I he's doing that the job great. I, like, so, like, I feel like, and then they did, you know, uh, Moxie then goes on and says, uh, that belt you have on your shoulder, it don't mean shit, and I was like, nah, I don't know about this one, and then, he saved it by saying, like, this belt on my shoulder, it don't mean shit until I beat you. And then he throws the belts down. And and then he says, like, look, uh, at some point he talks about um you've lost your edge, you lost your fighting spirit. And then he's basically daring him to, 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 to start to swing so they can start fighting. And then, you know. Kisses him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Isn't that some play to so, to, like, Effie, uh, Effie Mash he had or something <laughs> recently?
0: Tell so, him, yeah. He was like, basically, you know, like let's let's keep it a stack. Like you came back because you were broke.
2: Yes, that was also that was a great line. That was a great line because like we don't know whether or not Punk is actually broke. Yeah, but the thing is like because like he's also notoriously cheap and he made a lot of money when he was on top in WWE. But like at the same time, like, it, it, why did he come back? Like for the love of the game? Maybe. But like I feel like the check also helps the love of the game, right? Right. Um, so like then they start fighting and then like I saw a, a a video package or sorry, a video on uh Twitter of somebody like putting in black and white and then showing them throwing their punches back and forth and then they put the the lint biscuit my way over the top of it and I fucking yeah.
0: because this was a this was a terrible brawl.
2: Like, you, know, you know what's crazy? Bad. I feel like we're the only people that I feel like our group of people like the only people that like called it out for being flat out awful. It was like the Man. punches, the punches were there, were, were whatever. But like the, the pull apart of like people getting in and then like separating them and then them getting free and then them trying to fight each other again. Like that part was awful. That part was horrendous. But, like, I saw people talk about... Like, I think either Alvarez and Meltzer were like, this was fantastic. I was like, really? I thought this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were, they, were more con- step- they were more convincing throwing fake punches at each other than they were when they were trying to get away from, you know, people to try to get back at each other, try to kill each other, because it it looked like... It looked like
0: it looked like it went on a little bit too long.
2: It looked like the, the separators weren't really trying to stop them, and it looked like... Uh, like Punk and Moxie at points tried to like make it because of the lack of, uh, of aggression to stop them. They had to also slow down to make it be like, well, y'all supposed to try to be like, y'all aren't just like, you know, drill cones. I can't just, you know, get you the fuck out of here with a, with a club and a rip. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was strange, but like it was hot. The crowd loved it. And then, uh, you know, it went to the back um, and I don't know if you want to flat you wanna go down like AEW uh chronologically, but like later, like a couple segments later, they bring out Tony Nice with Mark Sterling.
0: Um, I, bro, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, like, because <laughs> like they don't do unadvertised matches on on AEW. So mm. I was like, uh, what's happening? Oh, Mark's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, mox fucking so, clubs him
0: in the back of the head
2: mox cl- mox is is clumsy fuck he, he i don't he didn't slow down enough he just clobbers uh niece, and then as he tries to clobber niece, he tries to turn and get sterling and i don't know what happened but he fucking fell on his ass and it, 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 he got up immediately he was embarrassed and he knocks out uh or knocks down sterling He comes down to the ring he says i've had enough like i want i, I want this dude and they do this and he'll pull apart again and then like, you know, going into the main event of the show, they announced, like, this match that was, I don't think it was officially announced for All Out, but we all assumed it was going to be announced for All, it Out. Kinda for
0: all yeah, Out. It was kind of implied for All Out. Yeah, it
2: was, yeah, because it's just common sense. They say like, this thing is too hot too hot to handle. We're going to put it on uh, Dynamite next week, which has led to, like, a lot of people that I think are otherwise smart to, like, think that, like, they're going to, like, CM Punk is leaving the company didn't you just hear moxie said he's broke he's not leaving the company
0: <laughs> man no there's just like like I, i'm convinced you sense. can say you can say anything about aw on twitter and somebody you know, but will people believe it you. yeah like it's how do we get here like well uh,
2: people i think it is like people have so desperate not desperately but like, people have like been annoyed at, like, the part where, and this is also a weird thing with, like, you look at the people that are fans of AEW main roster, and they used to get, and they used to always get upset when NXT wouldn't have stuff leak for them, even though it was, like, why would it leak? Like, and then, like, the same thing happened with AEW, so, like, they're always, so they're always, like, feels like people are being unfair to him, even though, like, it's the people that are working for a, for, for WWE roster that's telling these, telling Meltzer and Alvarez all of this shit, and other people, so, like, be mad at the people that you're watching for not shutting their fucking mouths, but, anyway, like, so they get this little morsel, and now that, because they've gotten this, they, this first little morsel, it has to be, uh, a mountain, it can't be a molehill, and, like, I don't think it's necessarily a molehill either, but it actually ain't a mountain to me, it seems like normal things that happen in a competitive, space where, like, you know, people can embarrass each other in public. Uh, So, like, for me, um, this thing happened, so now, like, they have... People have conflated that, like, because it started with this Hangman Page thing and, like, it it ended with the Mozzie thing that, like, they're somehow connected. And, like, for me, I'm like, nah. The the page... the pay, like how we just stopped off and put it in the park for the minute like that is its own thing and then like this was the regularly scheduled program like oh this is supposed to happen like right. i don't so i don't know why people right. are acting like a match this is not all changed connected.
0: A, a match yeah. is not like like there, there wasn't an imaginary blow-up that happened and didn't get reported uh backstage <laughs> that i i i can tell you i probably would have found out about um yeah uh, Lethero Negra says I hate that all this is becoming a weird work shoot AW fan culture war there was somebody that that was um, saying literally making up rumors like they were going to move Dynamite to one hour and people believed them like what like it, it's just like there's just like foolishness uh, so the title match next week um, CM Punk versus John Moxley I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, usually, I have a conspiracy. I have some type of uh, you know way I've worked it all out. I have nothing on this one, and it's like I don't think they're going sixty. Um, I hope not. But <laughs> given we they're know doing they, draw. You know, like,
2: we know like they'll they have no problem with like doing a match and then like having a rematch
0: at a later time. Like they've done it. I before. think everyone's discounting that for some reason.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, they they did the hour long rematch with, with with Hangman and and Danielson. Um, I'm trying to think what a, uh the you know I understand that it was a big match at the time cause it was a it was a pay per view uh, tournament that set it up, but like they did Moxley versus pa- uh, Omega, which at the time was probably the biggest television match they ever gave gave away for free. Oh, they did TV. that. On And when they did title change, and then they did the rematch later, the next pay-per-view.
0: Um, like this, this is a company that does big matches on pay-per-view. Yeah. Or on TV, excuse me. Uh, Kenny yeah. and, and Brian Danielson. Right. Yeah, Young Bucks and FTR earlier this Two. year. yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so, I, I, you know. CM Punk, MJF. Like, right. It, they it, gave that it, away,
2: you know, weeks before. And they did it in Chicago and then and beat CM Punk in Chicago and then went to pay-per-view after they told like, the story of him getting back to it.
0: Yeah. And I don't smell malarkey on this one. Black Sabre Junior was I smell some malarkey on this Punk Mox match. I don't because when do they give us bullshit? Like right. they they give you a winner and a loser. Well, like, it, typically the, well the only
2: bullshit they've ever really given us is when was when the fucking dud happened. But that was under control. They they that, that wasn't on purpose. They tried to they tried to give us what they, like that was a technical diff, uh, mistake, a technical glitch. That wasn't on them. That wasn't what they planned to do.
0: Like as far as like you know. I think is a situation where they're like, all right, uh, we're, we're throwing everything at the wall this summer. The numbers are kind of like just stagnant no matter what they do. Which just is stagnant. Weird. So sort of like, well, instead of just getting a pay-per-view match out of this, why don't we get a TV rating as well? So seeing as how the business is based on TV, that's what I think they want to do. Similar to Thunder Rose and Britt Baker be like, yo, we're going to get a TV rating out of this and we'll do the pay-per-view match. Uh, MJF and, and CM Punk, we're going to do a TV match Try to get a rating out of it and we're gonna do the pay-per-view match. I think we're at the same uh thing here. That's that's the yeah. only thing I've got on yeah. it.
2: The only thing is I don't want to see CM Punk versus sixty minutes. Like I saw him work 42 minutes uh I don't think I'm, you're gonna go 60. Like I, I don't know how to get a, I don't know how to get out to get another re- to get a rematch at pay-per-view if they don't go sixty. Like how do they do it? Like how did how do they get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, do you do the TV time thing where, like, you start, you put them in the ring at like nine nine thirty, and then you have them basically go like you know, uh, or you have them you send them to the ring, and then they basically go like twenty five, you know, twenty minutes, and then like your TV your TV time remaining, and then they, they just always have to announce go
0: there? they always announce sixty minutes for these, so th- I don't think they could do that. They would have to get them in the ring like. 915 or something and say we will stay with this match you know as long as it takes and then um i don't think and i think they'll do a finish like before you know the the it goes off air but that's where i'm lost i don't know which way it goes uh we i mean there's a who, there's who, a bunch of creative finishes they could do to where like they, somebody a double some, pin
2: i mean uh, i would hate that uh, uh they could do it but i would hate that like Look, there are a number of finish uh, of of finishes that have happened over the time of pro wrestling where somebody wins, somebody loses, and you immediately want to see them have another rematch immediately. So it doesn't, so like it doesn't need to be. So like I'm I'm not saying that like they can't do it because there's plenty of them. I just can't think of one right now. But we've, we have we have know that this has happened in history of pro wrestling where they come up with a finish where there's a winner, there's a loser. You immediately want to see a rematch and you find out who the actual better person was. So like I'm not really if they do that, I'm perfectly fine with that. I will got to tell you, I would like that a lot much more than an hour long broadway so yes so like go look go through all your your mid-south go through all your ecw go through all your crockett go look go through it find it i don't give me those 60 minutes out here tony do not do not give look i don't even call tony Khan, tony don't give me those 60 minutes tony give me like a a 20 minute thing and get the fuck on i
0: just hope Uh, CM Punk doesn't think it's 2004 and someone wants to see him go out there like Samoa Joe and wrestle for an hour and shit like I'm here to tell you we do not
2: and and that's the thing though right like it's crazy he's a I mean one would assume he's in a better shape than he was when he went 40 whatever minutes with with uh, with MJF MJF. earlier this year Uh, and like you know I don't remember what you thought of that match but like I did not like that match nearly as much as everyone else did but uh, same but Same. people loved that match, and then they went out and they loved the, the you know the death match even more. So like, yeah, you know,
0: I like the death match way more than the the regular match.
2: Yeah. So for me, like you know, it. it so for like depending on so this is so basically what I'm getting at is like this is a my taste thing. Like Punk might be perfectly capable of going 60 minutes with with the right person, and, and Moxley at this point at this stage with his wind, he he is good enough to go 60 minutes um at this point. I just don't want to see it because it's 60 minutes, um, and they, you know, Will Ospreay or Okada or Obushi or Omega or Takeshita or somebody that's out of this world outstanding as a professional wrestler. Like, so that, that's just kind of my, you know, snobbiness, but, um, you know, like, and I, I mean, that's kind of the same thing why I didn't like, um, why I don't really love these, uh, blood and they do because they go so damn long. So... Yeah, that's, that's more of a me thing than actually like if it'll be good to most people that watch it. That's all ultimately what matters. Like if most people that watched it liked it, then it's a win.
0: We had a two out of three falls match: Brian Danielson defeating Daniel Garcia two to one. This was excellent. Um, I like this match way more than the first one, quite frankly, because <laughs> they didn't really have to do the uh, the fake fake concussion uh stuff uh i thought this was uh a little bit more like on the 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 good technical wrestling not the not the boring one um and this was like a, a like very hard fought there are some people that are talking this up as a match of the year yeah, i'm blind. not like i'm not there with them Um uh, but this was like a great match with an almost even better post match um I gave this
2: somewhere in the low fours, so I thought this was a great match. Uh I did like this more than their first match, and I thought that like the way that um Danielson sold <laughs> Drain Damage, if you will. Um, I thought that like it was more effective for me than the first match where like he's just always oh, he's he, he's concussed and he's fighting you know just completely just out of it and he came back too soon he has post post con, concussion issues um so like i, I felt like he, his selling was more was better was more uh on point for me uh but yeah like i i really enjoyed this match i thought it was really good um but, you know like that's kind of what Danglison is like he's basically like a walking four and a quarter time anytime he you, anytime you start you know you give him a, uh, a decent runtime so like it's really hard to at this point to discern somebody or uh like in the, or separ- separate separate some of these performances from any other ones like I thought that um I, I did like the two out of three falls format but like um I would like to see him do this with somebody that's a Bigger star than Garcia. Not to say that Garcia wasn't up for uh, was up to the task. But I say he's not great because he is. Um, I just, I uh, the two out of three falls thing. I, I would like to see. I would like to see that at some point um, in a singles format, like maybe even not with Dangerson, like with two heated rivals, if you will, um, in AEW. Like I, I think that you know that that kind of thing like sets up for like just great build and like I mean we've seen. Danielson have a great two out of three falls match for him and Sheamus two thousand twelve. So it, he's he seems to have mastered this this particular um, um, stipulation. But like, yeah, it was a really good match, and um, yeah, uh, the post
0: match jericho's on commentary the whole time uh essentially putting over garcia uh garcia's you know kind of winning the crowd over um throughout the match uh sir sam shot to him he put out an excellent tweet thread that i believe even caught the eye of tk if i'm not mistaken uh, at the end they started uh chanting you're a wrestler uh kind of debuting a new chant here um, and in organic fashion and James like this this small cult and secret club of AEW fans just just all together just started chanting the same thing it's like they they understood like what what was being gone for here um, like when Chris Jericho rushes the ring and uh, he jumps on Danielson and Garcia pulls uh, Jericho off Jericho fires on him essentially and they want to see him in you know the the wrestlers unit um and this yes was, they want uh, to see him in queen's quest <laughs> <laughs> yes all all five six thousand people in west virginia yes all 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 going for queen's quest but um th- yeah they start chanting you're a wrestler at him and it's like this whole thing like where At least Jericho and Garcia are going to be facing off next week in the in the ring, and Jericho is going to try to get some clarification. He said, "You know that man was in in the ring. Essentially, he got his bell rung. You know, uh, he he ain't thinking straight. So we we need to get to the bottom of this." Um, Personally, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, in a way, it reminds me of like
2: when uh, a few years ago, when like the word that came out that (laughs) that when word got to LeBron that uh, Durant had said that like the whole situation and all the media stuff around LeBron and not necessarily not necessarily LeBron but around Talks LeBron was toxic, which is ironic in retrospect. But uh, yeah. like, but he said that whole that whole situation and the whole media circus around LeBron because he's large in life is is toxic. And like LeBron, when he first heard that, he was like, no. Nah. I'm not going to talk on that until I see the quotes or whatever else. Cause he was like, you know, that's a dude that he's friends with. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to give him He didn't want to fire on that man when there wasn't no need to fire on him. But like, this is the same thing with Jericho. Jericho's Jer like, all right, I, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna go back and give you some time. We going get this. We gonna get some get this shit to the bottom of this. Get everything completely understood before anybody says or does anything that other one will regret. And so I, I thought that he was, you know, it's a good heel tactic to kind of, you know, walk it back and saying that we'll give it time to breathe and let people think about it. But um, yeah, like you know, I really enjoy the Jericho and every fact she's been in AW having an eventual State of the Union address type of thing. We're like, we need to find out what how, how we're doing right now as a whole. Like, how does how do we handle as a unit, how do we figure out how to, you know, what's best for everybody? Like, he did this inner circle, he's doing it now. I, I, I enjoy these actually,
0: yeah. Um, I find Garcia so much more entertaining in the Jericho unit than putting him into uh Blackpool Combat Club, where he's like, you know, I don't know what number, he'd be, um, he he'd be <laughs> at the
2: highest four,
0: right? And then, like, you know, instead of fighting Wheeler to like. I like I was watching the ROH pay per view and I'm like, I don't know how you watch that video package, then see that match and be like, they need to team up. No, they need to fight.
2: But unless they're gonna be the tag champs. Yeah. That's the only way.
0: Yeah. So um we'll see where it goes, but uh, you know, uh, I can't I can't quite put it put it away of Garcia's just being like, you know what? Nah, we we, we go we gonna we gonna we go fuck Danielson here at this pay per view. Um And, you know, keep whatever going. But um, what else do we have on this show here? Um, Jericho Town
2: Hall. Yeah, that's another good one.
0: Yep. Uh, They did. uh, Swerve and Private Party were backstage. They're going to face off on Rampage for the tag belts. Private Party was proud to be number five. uh, But Swerve said they're never going to lose them belts. Uh, And Lee says they're going to send them back down the ladder. We got the aforementioned Tony Nese uh, segment with the second pull apart from Moxley and Punk. They announced uh, that title match. Uh, and then Claudio Casanoli picks up John Moxley like a child, um, which was fucking hilarious. I'm like, how strong is this guy? Like- <laughs>
2: <laughs> very, the answer is very. Uh, so to say, I'm mean, here to say it like... Uh, basically saying that like uh they could do uh factions within uh BCC and I got to tell you.
0: So it's really it, the NWO now. Good any,
2: god. Not even that. <laughs> but but like, anytime you do separate factions inside of a, a sub or sub factions inside of a faction or co faction inside of factions, those factions will not last long. Like Yeah. Yeah, like whether it's whether it's whether it's the, the Wolfpack in Hollywood NWO, whether it's uh eventually when we get to this house of torture in bullet club shit or the elite in bullet club shit or or if you even get to the cosmic angels and stars eventually once you once you start up different llc's you're breaking the fuck up it's happening you're splitting money like you're it's it's, go, it's always gonna go bad like always 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 know that once you start up separate gangs inside of gangs them gangs don't become sub gangs and split. it's split it's how it goes in pro wrestling
0: um, we had Ricky Steamboat walking up on Jazz, which was great. Um, Steamboat was there because uh, it was House of the Dragon, after all. Yes. Um, he basically said Garcia's coming into his own, and he thinks he doesn't need Jericho. Danielson almost to be a better mentor for him. Uh, then Jericho Menard walked off, but uh, Angelo Parker stayed back. Thought I thought he was going to pull the blade on Steamboat. He didn't, but Steamboat caught back and hit him with that with that big chop. And he sold and flew off screen. And you know how bad it would have gone for him if he had pulled out the the hair the the, the the hair blade and like had had
2: Steamboat thinking it was actually a real blade, he would have really hurt that man.
0: Like I don't think uh Steamboat was going to try to figure out the difference uh, Right. between
2: <laughs> ain't no discerning they oh no, we are not doing this. <laughs> I, I am let me tell you what I'm what so let me tell you what Steamboat not doing. And I'm I'm talking this if I am Steamboat talking to third person. Let me tell you what Steamboat's not doing. Dying. gave <laughs> me a stabbing in West Virginia. It's not happening. I'm taking you out. It's happening. You're getting shot to death. To death.
0: So we got a uh, gun club against varsity blondes. This is very fast. 45 seconds. Uh, almost for the win. After the match, Billy said he was proud of his boys. They all hugged. And then uh, Stokely Hathaway appeared on the ramp. He gave uh, Austin and Colton uh, the cue. Essentially, and Austin and Colton beat their own father up uh, on, on national television, and man, that was uh, An historic moment. Yeah, like, historic moment. How, like how long they've been waiting to, to whoop Billy one of these days? Did
2: in a number in a number of places in a number of households, they became top stars that as top baby faces for beating up their dad. You know how many people hate their dads? Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But indeed, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I think, that, I think, I think that comes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's move on. Know, we don't uh, the want too much personal information about each other. But <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man, like.
0: Oh, the claim they, ran out.
2: Yes, the acclaim made the save. Oh, <sighs> this was outstanding. This is the dumbest fucking thing that has any pathos I've ever seen that people absolutely love. This is the dumbest... Go- it is Billy Gunn, the one, Mr. Ass, a smoking gun. Yes. And this man, who who literally...
0: Brother of Bart.
2: Who literally, all he is doing is being a fucking like 17-year-old or not. That's too, that's too much. A 14-year-old f- with the acclaimed... When they're doing like they're doing scissoring and all that shit. And, and people love it so much. And like he he chose originally, he likes his, his 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 newfound kids more than he does his real kids. His real kids are like, Dad, you suck. Like you 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 like these motherfuckers more than me, so fuck you. He gets his ass kicked one time. And then, like, the people that he turned his back on who were his, like, his, you know, he likes more than his actual kids come and make the save. And everybody's like, this is the greatest moment ever. And I'm like, this is so dumb, but they're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> this this is so yes. stupid and
1: it works.
0: Letero Negro, the dad that stepped up, Billy Gunn. <laughs> um, I saw this and I was like, I can't believe this. like, Because, like, I was like, all right, um, I don't see what w- w- what point there is in putting Billy Gunn with the acclaim, but we're here now, so um, I, the acclaim seemed like they're getting kind of hot. I feel like they're getting a tag title match soon.
2: I don't know if I said this when they first did the split before the trash dumpster match, but I was like. Yeah man, it would have made more sense because like it don't seem like the gun brothers are gonna go going nowhere really. And like they claim are hot and they're really they getting out over off this riff of doing all this stupid scissoring shit for Billy Philly Gun. And then lo and behold, it like that was the plan all along. Like this is This is so fucking stupid and it worked and it right it and it deserves to work this was great, but dumb at the same time. Like, I just, I, like I'm almost embarrassed about how much I enjoyed this. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I can't get a good face, you know, be like, hey, did you see this one movie? Like, you yeah. can't be proud of this. Yeah, like, yeah, like hey, did you see that one movie? Yeah, I saw how you think of it? This had a third go back and forth for like three minutes and be like, hey, uh, so what else you watching? Oh, yeah, well, I got this thing on, on AEW. What? You remember Billy Gunn? Yeah, Mister <laughs> Ass. Yeah, what about him? He's doing this. He's doing what?
0: He's still alive. Right. Like you got to start there. Like you got to work through a lot of layers. Yeah. To be like, yeah he's
2: even more jacked He's even more Jack today than he was back then. Back then he was huge. I know. And the is smaller now. And so I, th- this whole thing, like, how the fuck did Tony Khan get Billy Gunn over in two thousand twenty
0: two? Best Booker and promoter of the year, Tony Khan.
2: Who's <laughs> cruising once again. Bro, what year was it? Was it 2017? 2016 when he was out there with Tanahashi? People fucking hated his guts. What year was 16, that?
0: 16, 2016. 16. No, it was 2017.
2: Sorry. Okay. Yeah, because that was the first Long Beach shows, right?
0: Yep. It was like, yeah. what are you doing here?
2: Right, right. Look how far we've in five years, Rich.
0: <laughs> Taking where Gato's gone wrong <laughs> and fixing it.
2: Yeah, okay. So, on the opposite end of that, I don't know what they're doing with the with the uh, with the team that um, uh, Stokely has assembled. I don't know what this team is,
0: <laughs> bro. I told you <laughs>
2: this unit. I am not. It's it, so it's standard like This is like a. It's a whole bunch
0: of like sixes and sevens. We playing spades. Right, you gonna have to get somebody. Somebody, please. Um, Jay's Lonegro. all he got. Uh, Lotharo Negro says can Tony Khan get evil over there may be limits to even his greatness Uh, I mean the first start would be to get rid of the bullshit but hey we're turning you baby face so uh, and we're taking your group away and you're gonna try they can start there
2: Yeah, like forget (laughs) trying to save evil can we save show it ain't too late for show it's not. It's. Too, I think it's too late for evil.
0: What else we got? Oh, um, video recap. Lethal
2: Dutt. D- oh, hold on, hold on. Season me daddy greater than too sweet me. <laughs> oh, uh, my God.
0: So, they had a video recap. It was Lethal Dutt and Saddam Singh yeah, basically um, sets up a... Trios match at the pay per view: FTR and Warlow against Lethal, Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Um, what do you think about this?
2: Um, I wish FTR was doing something else. Um, I wish Warlow was doing like a singles match again with Lethal, but they wanted to put um they do want to do the trio thing. I feel like there's cooler things. Either, uh, you know, Lethal, Warlow or um FTR could be doing but they decided to do this and then like it also illustrates it like oh yeah like they could have done FTR and Warlow and put them in the um Trials uh division for the tournament but instead we got Trustbusters which is like okay like so like it's not as bad but like it like it's stuff that kind of like I I feel like it's a bunch of suboptimal stuff going on so it makes me not think it's bad but it's not necessarily bad
0: you know what I mean Mm-hmm. yeah um, I don't know if you put them in the tournament I don't know who you have them lose to both of them have like tons of championships on already um, well have
2: FTR lose to a team or have have bald or hair take a or take a pin to whoever you want to win and then like have the pin lead to a title match where FTR just gets the wins back in a in a three you know in a you know whichever version of the tag titles they have they're going to defend for like, that seems like a simple out for that.
0: Have you considered these people don't want to work together?
2: Out of, <laughs> out of like eight people, out of like eight, there's seven other teams?
0: Well, I, I don't think I would put them in the finals. Like, I, I think you would have to have them lose before the finals, especially if the elites in there. And maybe there's like Young Bucks, FTR stuff you want to protect or keep separate one of the two.
2: Well, I, I don't mean like something, I don't, I didn't mean like they have to get to the finals just so they have something to do on pay-per-view, but like put them in there and then like hell it and lose in the semis to whoever's going to make it to the finals. Um, and then you like, let's say, I mean, I don't think you would, uh, I don't know, silver and Reynolds or, uh, I'd have to look at the card. Like who, who would be in place of trust buster, but like, or best friends, right? Have, have Trent pinned hair and then have, uh, Trent and Chucky e. T face FTR like in Five weeks or whatever four weeks on tv and just have them get their win back like i feel like there's a simple television or simple storytelling
0: um what else we have jungle boy speaks um this was a struggle this was not as good as his um original promo and he crowd. cut on pretty christian was,
2: yeah he also got wedded
0: he did yeah. um he said he he's not, not allowed to like he was happy about it either he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> like one of those." Um, he said he's not allowed to wear that shirt uh, that he had anymore. He Said Christian's the pussy, um, but he's nailed that. That shirt nails it on the head. He's tried to hit Christian a million times, uh, but Christian's done absolutely nothing in return. Jungle Boy challenged him to a match at all out. Christian came out and said no. Um, he said, "You know, he's proud of Jungle Boy, and he's actually speaking for once." I uh, thought he was a mute. Um, (laughs) Christian said uh, they both said things they didn't mean they want to fix he wants to fix things Uh, he wants to go on another run with Jungle Boy and basically take him to the promised land and win the singles title at the end of the day we're family I love you Uh, you're like a son to me Uh, please come back home Jungle Boy acted like he was going to give Christian a hug but then uh, tackled him he had double legged him Yeah, and, and started striking I like this brawl more than the CM Punk John Lee brawl. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I didn't know it was like wow. So this is the third like time geeks have assembled to break up a fight. Uh, like I was like, oh, this is definitely like the 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 bill pay per view show that like AEW does. You know, like they'll they'll shoot like a bunch of those type of things where like it's extra stuff going on like a couple weeks out. Um, whether it's two or is, is is it normally two weeks out or three weeks out for it when they normally do it? It feels like a two or three week thing. When, like when that, them. it's always like ahead, just ahead
0: of time. Uh, Jungle Boy gets the better of him, stomps yeah. his um, you know, stomps his hand or his arm into the steel steps or something like. Yeah, that. he uh,
2: yeah, yeah, he injured his uh arm, elbow area with like using the steps. Yeah, I think he like stomped on it
0: like a double foot stomp. They set up a Dax versus Jay Lethal match next week. Dax said he's the best wrestler in the world, which Drew chuckles. Um, at I don't want to give my address away, but um. They are gonna settle it next week. Uh and imagine, imagine saying this shit on the same day as the G1 final. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hours away. It was hours hours away. it was hours before.
2: No, um no, the final was on Thursday. Oh, okay,
0: yes, yeah. yeah
2: but either yeah. but either way, Osprey Osprey at Nights and Match was fucking incredible. So like on the semi so it didn't matter.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. Storm took on Kylan King. Kind of enjoyed this one here. Kylan King is someone I always like seeing pop up. Hopefully, they keep her around. Um, Tony Storm Wasn't got the win. All. She continues to gain pole position. She's the number one contender. They announced her in Thunder Rosa for the pay per view. Whether it stays that way, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if I'll add someone else to the match. Um, but it seems like they're getting ready to belt Tony Storm up.
2: Uh, I mean, it would seem like that'd be the time to do it. Otherwise, like, why would you send her up, send her out there to take another L? Um, yeah. Um, I, I felt a weird vibe. Like when you, like when you mentioned, I don't know how you felt about it. Like watching rampage today. Um, like Brit is still hovering over all of this and it's like, all right. So how she's was, facing how Colin was, King yeah and it's like how maybe, is it's maybe it's a four
0: way maybe it's a three way
2: how's Brick gonna yeah, this is, that's what I'm getting at, like how's Brick gonna wheeze her way into this so it's not like the same match as Tony or Tony Conda really like doing rematches like that um, that's that soon
0: anyway for a title so I feel like I feel yeah. like someone's getting added to this. And yeah. whether it's Britt, whether it's uh Once I saw the Broadway. Rampage thing
2: and she's still hanging on, I was like, hmm. Because it's like, you know, we kinda of thought that, like it seemed like they were doing like the tag team thing, but like the way the way she's still on this is like this isn't just a tag team thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she might fuck around when that bitch back. Like <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So they went over the lineups for Rampage, uh and all that. We'll get to it when we cover Rampage. But it was time. And for the main event? Yes, it was time for the main event indeed. And I, I just gotta gotta do it, man. Um like well, first, before we do that, um we had a great entrance from uh, LFI uh with Roosh, Dragon Lee, and um Andrade. This first time Dragon Lee's been in AW. Very cool to see him. Came out in white gear. Um, looking larger than life indeed larger than life uh all these guys uh, you know dressed to the nines you know suited and booted uh and i'm gonna give them their props a lot uh later on in this but then we got the young bucks coming out big reaction for these guys uh they're kind of you know everyone's the building's kind of shaking and then all of a sudden man like They hand Justin Roberts this index card full of information. And Justin Roberts launches into action. He starts reeling that shit off. Like, you know, uh, former never six-man openweight champion, former KOD six-man champion, uh, you know, the North Carolina gag. And then all of a sudden, the music hit. And then the building... Came unglued. Rich Latta came unglued. I was yelling, Let's go into my phone and my audio messages. Uh, I was losing my mind uh, as I heard the battle cry for the first time in over shit ten months at this point. Uh it's been a long time since we got to see Kenny Omega Wrestle. And my God was I thrilled to see him. And it was just um just such a great, great uh entrance and very happy to see him. Crowd goes nuts comes out wearing a black jacket and he has like this black thing on. I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing? And I'm like, all right, whatever. He'll take it off when he gets the ring. Uh, Don comes out. Happy to see Don. Uh, Michael Nakazawa was out there. Haven't seen him in a while. Um, and then this was like, he can't, he was there. Yeah. Nakazawa was there. Was that
2: the person that came out behind like Callison and Omega? Yeah. I couldn't make out who that was. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Kenny was larger than life here. Was um, it?
2: Wait. Not I would just come out to the entrance to the ramp and go away after that? I never saw him again. I don't think.
0: I think he was at him. ringside. I never saw him. Yeah.
2: I must have missed I think, it. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking too much of like because like. Omega comes down, as you mentioned, he's wearing, like, the, the black long jacket, which, and then he wore, like, he's wearing, like, a black, you know, compression shirt the whole time, and then he has, like, the, uh, like, the shoulder harness thing over the top for people that have, like, bad shoulders, and, like, I see all the black on, I'm like, I feel like this is an angler going on and I was like, and I was like, bro, is he about to turn on the young bugs? I don't want to see that shit. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Uh, but yeah, I continue on, because I was like, oh, no, he's came he came out in all black,
0: Bro, you said you that know. shit, and I heard that shit. I was like, no,
2: don't, don't. I didn't want to say that <laughs> shit neither. I was like, no, I was like, bro, don't blow me. Don't, don't tell me after like ten months, he, this man being gone, I gotta boo him immediately again. Like, no, nah, man. Like, get, 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 turn that shit over with. Like, sorry. Bro. Like, I, I know. Look, I know he was evil before. I know he's done nothing to redeem himself, or whatever else. But like, same thing with the Champa thing back in uh two thousand uh nineteen. Like, yeah, you broke. Look, you broke your neck. You came back happy to see you. I'm sorry. I know you were a bastard, then, but like, you weren't. This is a bad hey you was dealt, and I'm glad you're back. I'm sorry, I don't want to boo you. I'm sorry, I just don't.
0: They um immediately like like Kalis joins Ross on commentary, and then Ross just is miserable the the whole match, and Don had to keep like essentially like they was treating him like it was like yo know, like Ross was including like hey they're they're good guys now, Jim. You kind of want to put them over a little bit, but um this whole thing kicked off. Uh, like Kenny comes out. Uh, he's got the uh the the gear on, and then he has this match um w- with these guys, and this is the next chapter of greatness of Kenny Omega playing these people like fiddles throughout this match. Um, that <laughs> like everyone's just freaking out, like whether it's the safety police, whether there's people that. That think the evil big bad Tony Khan is forcing him to get in the ring too early. He's uh hitting moves. He's hitting his like as you can't escape stuff. Um and falling and acting like he loses His footing. Yes, he hits the it whole in his,
2: time. It was on purpose. And I was like, the whole like
0: in his own corner. Yeah,
2: to his own corner. when People are there. Like yeah, like it's like he never. He normally does it to a neutral corner in tag yeah. matches. So. Yeah. Maybe i maybe it's because I'm wrestling there and I think too much about like where shit happens and spots or whatever. else. like, but you wouldn't do that that area. Like, yeah, it's too man. it's too big a risk that like one of the young bucks aren't paying attention and their foot or their feet or hands are like on the rope and he'll fuck around and hit somebody or fuck something up. Like, no, nah, so whatever. But yeah, like he clearly fell. He t- he laughed and that's also tells a part of the story of like the dude is super rusty and he's trying to work it off over the weeks coming. But like. I, I don't know like I, I saw i didn't see much of the of that but what i did see was like people were freaking out over the the, the uh the dragon lee uh oh
0: dive. that that's that's another one oh no there's another dragon lee portion too like uh yes i when i saw him do that portion like with the with the, taking a dive from dragon lee i was like oh he's 100 he's all the way like cleared and then he would do certain things between sequences between like the the times where he was working you where he would be like lightning speed like 100 like as as crisp as he ever was and i'm like okay like he's yeah. doing this up between the moves where you know like he's fine everybody yeah, he, he, also it's did okay. part,
2: he also did the part where like uh he starts to or he uh <laughs> He's his first time in the match. He tags out and then immediately gets tagged back in, and like he makes his face like, "You tag me right back in immediately." I'm kind of tired.
0: Like that was all a part of what he was doing. He was holding his his stomach and his ribs, like he was exhausted. Uh, you know, and also telling the hernia injury, the hernia yeah, surgery, or man. whatever. Yeah, this it, is uh, a master class. And, like, don't, and
2: don't get me wrong, like. uh like, when people have, you know, those kind of things and you, and you hold on to it. Like, he did a really good job of selling. I just think the part where it's like, we think that Holly, we kind of feel like it's going to take a, a whole, whole, whole lot for us to think, like, he's back too early and all that kind of stuff or whatever else. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, I, quite frankly, I saw it on Thursday with uh, osprey in his neck, right? So, like, you, you, you can do it. You just got to be really damn good at it. But, like, his first match back and it's like, It's just a trios match, like in the first round of a tournament. I don't think he's out here, like you know, really overextend himself to that extent. But whatever.
0: Um, And I I think he's gonna lose a piece of armor through every round, essentially. And then by the time you know it's it's the championship or whatever, he rips that fucking thing off. Everyone goes crazy. They see like he's in phenomenal shape. Uh, I don't know if if people notice. Like it looked like he had some more size up top. And he looks like he's been hitting the squats like a madman. Uh, lots of comments in, in the uh, chat right now. Uh, Sir Sam, this is such a godly presentation of Kenny. Kenny comes back and his selling is so fucking good. These dudes are concerned, like he's really not ready to be back. Lmao, retrogram. When he finally hits a Terminator dive in the finals, greater than a moment. I know that boy Osprey hitting the one wing angels. Um, <laughs> or I know that he's hitting Osprey with the one wing angel after Osprey failed in the G one finals
2: we'll get to all um, the osprey AEW yeah. stuff
0: uh in in a few minutes. Don't, don't uh, J- but please J- believe it. Yeah, James Brawayo, uh when Osprey takes to shoot uh takes a shoot like V trigger next round. Um <laughs> he has a dump truck at the back. Boy's been hitting that gym from Sir Sam. Retrogram Don Callis is a babyface now. Jim Ross was being such a dick to him. JR was on some bullshit. Retrogram, Jarrell was on some thing. bullshit.
2: I, I take I'll, I'll take y'all word for it. <laughs> I got to tell y'all, like when Don Callis shows up a commentary, I tune out everything. I don't care. Like he, no. I, I there's look Don Callis calling all the wrestlers in the world aside from Kenny Omega is a damn good commentator. When he calls Kenny Omega, it grates the fuck out of me. I don't care, so I just tune out. I've tuned out for for over a year now at this point. So I so for me like. I don't know what was said. Like it like like Jim Ross and Don Callis at this point in the stage of the game with like three luchadores in the ring. Oh no, thank you. I don't I wanna I don't wanna hear none of it. nothing they gotta say. Nothing. Nothing. Sorry.
0: So Nakazawa had the super tight pole in the headset. Uh, Nakazawa was at ringside hyping it up like hyping up the crowd, like it was a starter match. Uh, James Brown, wild the amount of people who didn't get that he missed the You Can't Escape on purpose pissed him off low key. Uh, Retro Graham says it's the same dumbasses that thought Brian was concussed when he was back, plus the elite haters. He was Sir, Sir Sam, he was hitting everything perfect at the top speed, then he'd fluff something. Uh, black sabre jr came to that Instagram and those Dragons like it was 2016 again kenny was selling everything he got surgery on yeah this is like the the comment section is yeah. is, is going this, nuts this is funny.
2: right now not I was, like you mentioned it was ring so hyped up like a crowd <laughs> the crowd like a starter match yeah i heard banging on the mat like like coach like, like kogo
0: <laughs> nick so, and hey, Rich, nick, number, nick jackson and all good.
2: what number did ron tests wear for the lakers
0: 37
2: I'm glad I remember that. So, do we, we just start calling her on our test from here on out? <laughs> and move on. Right? Right? No? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, but Nick Jackson and Dragon Lee were great together. No sh- no shock yeah. there. Um, this was a Rudos versus Technicos match. Um, yeah. These guys.
2: Well, well set- whoa, 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 whoa. Two of them rudo's in one state of technico and then eventually he paid for staying in technico but yeah
0: yeah like they were setting up the elite for everything this was a shine job and then like they let dragon Lee do like some cool stuff at the end but like this was a very underrated performance that they won't exactly get a lot of credit for i think just because the elite's doing all the flash moves they're doing you know all the the, the stuff with kenny is like swallowing the room uh the bucks are just you know doing the book highlight reel essentially but um, yeah these guys were excellent in this match yeah. uh, I, I think we, the only he, one that really
2: shined was Dragon <clears> Lee but that was because he was in there for so much of the stuff
0: Yep, he does that sick dive they don't move um the we're people don't move to... because they don't know what's coming
2: look <laughs> y- yeah because and that's the thing right like and I was saying um to other uh, in the thread I was like look man like you know like Dragon Lee and like Dragon Lee and Haruma, like that is my juniors' feud. Like that is that is that is the James Boy. That is James Boy for wrestling, right? So like, if I were there, and I see the moving in the fucking thing, if they put Kenny Omega on there, I'm look, I'm like, hey, bro, he's diving, get the fuck out the way, get out the way, get out the way, get out the way. So like, I see it coming, it happens. Like I see, you know, luckily, you know, he didn't wipe out too many people. I think they also moved the gate up a, a little closer. So that like, they didn't, you know, he didn't go too far. And then they wouldn't land on like fans. Um, I think like a leg landed on one of the fans, or whatever else, which just suck. Don't be wrong. Like, uh, but like the man server people was like, they had never seen it. Like, obviously, even if you've done it a million times, so dangerous, same thing with Darby. Right. But, um, he's done that a lot. And he's done that like in places where like there's also no give, there's no format, uh, at places that he's done this at. So like I wasn't really much concerned for him outside of the part where it's like, you, you you're you're putting you're putting hell on your bump car, kid. But but um but yeah, like people like people had never seen it before, uh or never seen it before, and they were they, they were unacquainted and they were horrified. And I was like, I'm kinda numb to it. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot, that's why I love him. That's why he was really cool. Yeah. Look, look, don't get me wrong, it's absolutely, it's absolutely you know, Pelagroso, Peligro, all that, Brutal, all that, but, um, yeah, like, I, I just, you know, it's like when I see, like, women wrestlers doing shoe headbutts, like, I, I I went to say, damn, you shouldn't do that, but at the same time, like, I'm not like, you know, if I was when I first saw, like, Shibata, or not Shibata, yeah, Shibata and Ishii doing it, you know, you know, on Russell Kingdom, I was like, what the fuck is this? um it's a little different like i'm kind of you know i've 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 gotten numb to some of the most dangerous professional wrestling yeah uh but yeah like it. you know uh what was the finish lonely angel uh,
0: right yeah v trigger that people thought dragon lee was knocked out which he was not yeah it was like (laughs) uh,
2: who did he do that to in the g1 that one year was it evil evil yeah
0: and then he um uh, put puts them on the shoulders, One Wing Angel, and the Elite move on, and they'll be facing the winner of Death Triangle and uh, United Empire. That's going to be a great match as well. Um, yeah. They set it up. They yep. put it all in motion.
2: I, yep. and I, peep, I peeped all this shit like hours we, we before get to the it. show. Yep. We'll get to it. God, it's going to be great. This was it's, great.
0: It's, this is an awesome match. All,
2: this plus what we're going to talk about in like 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all great. Uh, I did not
0: have to be physically restrained. I didn't give him five stars, <laughs> but um, I was really fucking good.
2: I didn't even think happy. about giving him a match rating, but I thought it, I'd probably give it somewhere like four and a quarter. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was also rushed. I was also very rushed. Um, like After the match, uh, I don't know, like, it was rushing, because they, they apparently were cut short on time, because stuff went over, and it might have been the t- extra time taken away from CM Punk to shoot on, out of page, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it was like the third time they had to run out geeks, stop fighting, I don't know. But, um, Andrade, and, in and Dragon Lee's brother, fucking turned. on! Track and
0: they unmask him, DDT him. Well, it, was he
2: unmasking on purpose or was it? Because it seemed like he, he they hit the the move and then like the mask came off during the move. Like it was oh, like I was thought they,
0: they took the they took the mask they they loosened the mask uh, and they gave him the you know
2: okay and it came the off after there the, the the effect okay I got gotcha. you okay yeah uh, so so yeah man it was um
0: really good match r- r- great show. Yeah, Um, excellent show. show. One of the the best Dynamites of all time. And I feel like we've been saying that a lot lately, (laughs) but it's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, besides that, um, Rampage um, on Friday. I actually watched this today. Um, I watched it
2: today as well. Did you watch it because I was watching
0: it? You felt guilty that I watched it? Well, yeah, I wanted to make sure I I saw it just in case, you know. Well, I I definitely wanted to watch Trust Busters. um, (laughs) Oh, my
2: fucking God. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're um, such
2: a goddamn gimmick. <laughs> no. man, why are you always falling? Shit, no, you out a rally behind. What is wrong with you, man?
0: <laughs> oh, I had to see the title match also, you know. <laughs> um... So we we open with Claudio Castagnoli speaking, uh, cutting a promo basically how he achieved the big one, and he's you know sending out an open challenge. And then comes Dustin Rhodes uh, out, who they pulled out of mothballs. Uh, said he's got a long history with Claudio C- Castagnoli. Uh, he wants to win the big one, just kind of like how Claudio did. He wants to win his first world title. Challenges him for the always title this week coming on Rampage, um, and. Claudio basically says you've been on the best run of your career and um, you know uh, it, the whole they're basically setting up a match for next week so yeah uh, I'm into it I like this I mean obviously like because of the matchup it's just a great matchup but
2: also like I like the nice little story of like you were one of the better talents in of your generation I was one of the better talents of my generation you were able to actually become a world champion I have yet to do it like I you know you were able to answer some doubts and reach that thing. I kind of want I kind of want that even at the expense of you. And then like, they also did that in front of uh steamboat. So that was cool. Yeah. I, like, I, like it was a nice little simple story. And like, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't, but either way, like they are going to have
0: a really good fucking match. So we got the world tag team championship swerving our glory. Keith Lee and swerve, swerve his the AB put that shit on during his entrance you know, um, and they're taking on private party. Uh, private party comes out. Um, they are. Uh, they basically have this match, and I think this is a match designed to do one thing, and it was to get over the JML driver. This is the first time he did it in AEW. Uh, this gave Swerve like uh, the kick out of the of the uh, of the kick. Uh, I house I call with the house call? Yeah, or the ego ego slide. Now um, he got his main finish now uh, was JML and they looked very dominant in this match.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't help but feel that like, um, private party going back to kind of where they were before, um, like the Hardy family office and the Andrade family office, like they're just basically like, just go, they just right back to where they were in like, basically like beginning of 2020. And, um, they feel cold. Uh, like, like it, the reaction didn't feel like it was there with the crowd, um, but it was, a, it was a decent little match. Um, and as you mentioned, like it, the whole thing was set up like a bigger move for um, Swerve, a bigger finisher for Swerve with the uh, JML driver, or Peach Bomb, whatever the hell, whoever had it first. It was jam- like, I don't know, it's basically the same move. It's not the same move, it's the same basic move. Um, But yeah, like, it's a uh, Oh no, it's
0: do we know who they're facing in pay-per-view? It has not been announced, but I think it's gonna be the acclaimed.
2: Okay, okay. They can make some work with that.
0: that really so, so um after that, uh Powerhouse Hobbs walks in on QC in the factory, they're playing cards, making decisions about mm, the neighborhood. Dominoes. Uh oh, yes, they are they're
2: playing dominoes. dominoes. Um, <laughs> that caught <laughs> so like I, I, re, I had to bring it up because that one caught me off
0: guard. When that is Ben to be playing Bones, um, they he basically is upset. Basically, they didn't want it. he didn't. They didn't take out Ricky Starks like he wanted. Uh, Hobbs steps to the whole crew while the Olympic boxer is like in the back, just kind of like lurking, saying it, seeing if he has to come over somebody's shoulder. Uh, Hobbs completely punks. Aaron Solo takes whatever was in his hand, like it was money or I something. Think it was money. Yeah. And <laughs> walks away. Hobbs looked like a giant badass here. Um but Zach Clayton comes out, cuts a promo on the crowd, said it's a shame that he has to win the FTW title in the cesspool. Um he's gonna bring it back to a state uh to New uh, a state that people respect, New Jersey, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, this is Jay Wow's uh husband, I believe. Really? Yes, that's why he's like saying like he's the reality show person or whatever like and he goes with Jay and that's what he's Is that Jay Wow's
2: first husband? Like no, that can't be. He was that's, like super tatted up.
0: That that's who she's with now. I, I don't know Ah, uh,
2: Well, I mean, like I well whatever. Maybe, I don't know if she got married to that dude but like dude, she was with for forever on like the on Jersey Shore or whatever. Let, let, never mind. Let's move on from Jersey Shore. We can talk about our, the, the degenerate shit we used to watch once upon a time on a later show. Maybe you don't take your anniversary, but yeah, man. Jersey like, Shore was the shit at the one throw, point. That shit was fucking hilarious. Like, what is wrong with these
0: people? But, uh, yeah. Um, Runs the crowd down. Hook comes out. Kills them in seconds yeah, and Hook yeah. wins. May, lar- larger, than larger, larger than life. Larger than life. Hook in this, this presentation right here. Uh, yeah. Um, and then since that match went so short we got a standby match uh, which was Buddy Matthews versus Serpentico and this was the execution as well Buddy Matthews
2: right, this whole match is like, Serpentico gets like one move he shakes it off, and then Buddy Matthews hits a buckle bomb, Seth Rollins then hits a V-trigger, Kenny Omega and then finishes him off with a last in Japan, Shingo Takagi And, and like, I remember I don't know if it was a Jericho podcast or where it was when he, the first time I heard him like talk about like his, like what he watches, his influences, his style, all this kind of stuff. And keep in mind, like we had seen this dude, like basically be a Kenny Omega, like replica, a clone, like even though he's a great wrestler, I'm not knocking him. He's a great wrestler. We've seen him be a Kenny Omega clone. Like when he was the cruiserweight champion and all that, and like I remember his his response was like I don't really watch too much wrestling because like it's like a magic trick. He was like it's because it's like a magic trick and like once you see the magic trick like it becomes less magical, right? And I was sitting there like but bro like you have the you have the New Japan Pro Wrestling move set like so does so does your friend Seth Rollins but whatever you have this you have the New Japan Pro Wrestling move set like and then like to see him do literally like. A a Seth Rollins move because he worked with Seth Rollins, a Kenny Omega move because he's always done Seth or Kenny Omega stuff, and then do a fucking Last of the Dragon. I was like, all right, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're a great <laughs> look, you're a great wrestler. I'm not knocking you. I I love the I love every like anytime he's up for a match, I'm down to see it. But like, I just after seeing that three moves in a row of him just pull, pulling out of people's shit, just digging into people's shit, sampling, if you will, I was just like, okay, bro, I I. I shouldn't hold this against you that much because you said this at the time when you said it, but I was like, look at the fuck out of here. Like, you are a creative wrestler. You're a great creative wrestler, but you're a creative wrestler. Sorry.
0: Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nothing else. You saw me.
2: it. Do you disagree? You saw it after I, I saw it.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, I was laughing. I, I was just like, man, when are we going to get him and Kenny in the ring together? I, I. That's what I want to see. I want to see that too. Yeah. So... You know, that'll be fun. Uh, That'd be larger than life. Indeed. Um, <laughs> so we had uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader after that. They were cutting a promo on Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Uh, as was mentioned before, Baker is going to be facing Kylan King this week, just like Tony Storm did this week. So uh, or last week. Yeah. Um we got Penelope Ford versus Athena. I thought this was an entertaining short match. Penelope Ford kind of looked better than uh she had like even though she's been gone for a while. Athena I thought looked awesome. Uh in this lots of presence and her finisher looked amazing uh in this and this was a nice short win for her.
2: Um I don't have anything on this. I don't remember anything except for the finish.
0: Yep. Uh Penelope Ford had one like cool spot i believe it was like up against ropes uh i, I okay. i'm not sure but
2: oh um, yeah, I know okay i remember that like uh she basically like doing over the top while uh over the top to for like a dive where she ended up landing on the floor after like uh ember was on the apron right i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I remember that one move so yeah that, that wasn't that was a nice looking thing yeah
0: so the baddies jump on athena after and then All Athena. the Yeah, Athena comes out. um, She's originally wearing these wings and stuff, and she leaves the wings up on the uh, top. Jade comes out with the sledgehammer, and she, like, tries to destroy the wings, but the wings never actually break, so Jade gets frustrated and kicks kicks him out the way. Jade is, like, looking like she's six foot five in these heels that she's got on. Well,
2: well, that's the thing, right? So, (sighs) Athena's not tall. Correct. And then, like, uh, Kiera, who also is tall, isn't not isn't tall. Who might be even shorter than Athena, and then um, hold on, I'll get it. Casey, right? No, fuck, I did it again. Fuck. Layla, Layla Gray, Layla, Layla. I I <laughs> I promise you, I'm not doing this on purpose. This is this, this, this is gonna be my new bald and hair thing where I just confuse like like the gray and Kay- God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's wearing heels, and then the tallest the tallest of them all comes out in heels. I was like, this is some real like Charlotte upstage. You make you look small as fuck type of thing. I f- I felt that time like this is this is like a power piece. just Like not only were they on like, heels, they're in like the, the high heels with like the platform at the bottom. Type of thing. And I was like, okay, it didn't, you know, um, they use a sledgehammer on her, uh, on her, uh, and like, I'm in, at the time I'm thinking like all of like the triple H jokes I can think of, I couldn't really think of any, uh, but whatever. Like it was interesting to see a sledgehammer on AW television that wasn't breaking your throne. I think it's the first time we've ever seen it.
0: Jay was, uh, looking, said, said sledgehammer as well.
2: Yes, that did happen. Yes, and then there's an all time meme of uh of Stoley with the sledgehammer and he's shaking it like this and yelling, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so that match, event. you think that match is going to replace the stat, the potential, or what was going to be the Satlander match? Or you think they get to it with this pay per view?
0: I think they're going to do it on this pay per view. Okay. Then we got the first round of the trios tournament. Um, we got the Trust Busters. Uh, Ari Devari, Parker Boudreaux, and Slim J against the best friends in Orange Cassidy and James.
2: Uh huh.
0: I was into it.
2: Were you really into it, or is it just, uh, just your thing?
0: I, I was into it. Uh, I, I'm no. digging to Slim J, who, who I've dubbed the replacement for Jack Evans in this promotion. He's not a um, replacement for Jack Evans. He's a replacement for Jeff Hardy. Yes. yes, he's a replacement for Jack Evans. Um. He's not nearly <laughs> as good as Jack Evans, but whatever. Like the the old Ring of Honor uh guy from twenty years ago with the shindy shindy look. That's him. Um and and I know he wears the Jinko jeans, but it, it kind of exactly. adds to the and he did the, the, the,
2: the half twist uh you know landing flip thing that, that Jeff Hardy does. Like I was like, oh, this is this is clearly a dude that grew up like watching this
0: backyarder in
2: WWF. <laughs> like that's that's clearly what this was. <laughs>
0: um yeah but I, w- I was into this and i thought that it was pretty fun um parker kind of kept it to you know real basic big man stuff um ari devar was in and out but i think this was kind of the slim J show personally um well it kind of I mean, had to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. you know i folks with slim jay but um but yeah this was best friends all day uh Nice, feel-good win. Uh, I saw the kids would dress like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, you know, larger in life. Um, And he just, you know, continues to be bigger than ever. And they move on, and they're going to be facing the winners between uh, House of Black and Dark Order, who... um, Evil Uno on BTE announced that he will be in Germany for the AEW Games stuff. So he is out of the tournament. So uh, my... Theory of dark order members dropping like flies until Hangman has replaced one of them, it stands. Um, as so well what is, they have
2: now, right now, at their disposal without uh, evil evil, without evil, e- e- there three,
0: four, I believe, or three mm-hmm.
2: would it be pressed, no. in, it'd be pressed, or pressum, ten, and it It'll and be over uh,
0: and, and Reynolds, yep. So, yeah. so I'm sure press will drop out at some point, and this is why the dark orders match is going to be last in this thing because you see. The Death Triangle and Osprey Wednesday, and then eventually hangman's going to jump in, I believe. But um, yeah, man, so that was AEW. Uh, breaking news, James. I'm not sure if you have come across this, if you've been scrolling, uh, but Johnny Gargano has returned uh, to WWE and was on Monday Night Raw tonight. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. For oh, whom? Well.
2: Oh, well, for my fandom.
0: You, mean, you, you ain't, you ain't going to watch, watch Johnny? On Raw? On, He's on Raw, He's back. No, nah, not really. <laughs> um, this does not come as a surprise. <laughs> it um, does not. Um, at this point, if he wasn't going to be in AEW, I heard dark rumors that TK might not necessarily have been the biggest fan of Johnny Gargano. Uh, Not sure however that goes, whatever it is. Maybe Johnny wasn't the biggest fan of the idea of going to AEW. Uh, He shows back up. Uh, Triple H is reassembling the gang. Um, (laughs) As we can move into, um, you know, Road Dog returning. Uh, We have the departure of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I guess we should stick on Johnny for a little bit. Um, So him staying or returning to WWE, and then uh, it looks like he's programmed on Raw. I don't know the whole roster there. Um, Chompa's there on Raw, I believe. Yeah,
2: so, he's he's he's, miss, he's Mrs. Bag Boy, basically.
0: Is there a best shot reforming DIY? Best shot at what? Like, not getting swallowed up on this thing. I mean, I
2: guess but i mean I, I it depends right like we don't know like how what they plan on deploying Johnny Gargano as like are they going to treat him like you know like smackdown is they got the new guy is carrying cross in theory the new guy on raw is in, could be in theory uh gargano right like if if it depends like it depends on who they put him with like if they say hey put go, put in where aj styles and see and see what he's got I, I think that that would do something. Like if there's, oh, put him in there. I don't know riddle. See what he's got. It, it depends on where they slot him. Who knows? But like, is he talented enough to get it done? Yeah. Will, will he really will reach whatever uh, what we think he could peak at the peak of pro wrestling? Uh, given what he did in NXT, I highly doubt it because like it's still WWE and, it's still, and he's still like five foot seven. Rip the shreds, but five foot seven.
0: Um. Yeah, I I think he made the best decision uh for for himself. Um jumping promotions isn't always the easiest thing to do it, and at least you know he's had experience with uh this booker before. This booker has kind of I don't know done questionable things with him in the past, but you know, it probably feels like home for him. So, um hmm. uh I'm I'm reading I'm reading uh, Sir Sam's
2: uh, comments and he said like these bloody mutants who were slandering him in NXT are now going to be talking about him like he's better than Kenny Omega. I got to tell you like <laughs> it, it's gonna it, it's gonna go it's gonna go one of two ways either A he's gonna be great and then they will do that or B he will not be great and they will say see he was overhyped to begin with the whole time there's no there's no room for in between no there's no room to in between because like he was like on this thing that, that they weren't watching and it was really good and they can't understand how something was good. they didn't watch. So yeah, I, there's no winning with that when it comes to like either, either, uh, either they love him or they hate him either way. Like it, it, we'll see how this goes. But like, for me, like, uh, you know, if he, if he's great, it doesn't really change what I thought of him. He was always great ever since I saw him. So whatever it is, what it is. Um, He's talented to make it work, but you know how it is. It's hard. He's five seven. Like if he was five foot nine, I'd be like, "Oh, he's locked." That's how talented I think he is, because that's kind of what AJ Styles was. Um, so you know, we'll see.
0: We'll see. Um, so uh, I just hope that he—I don't know what I was going to say there, but have realistic um, expectations.
2: Don't think that it's like, just a yeah. there that he's going to get like all of a sudden he's going to be next Shawn Michaels,
0: right? Like, I, like I think. The, the best idea for them would be to reform diy redo the long storyline that they did um and then you know treat it treat it like it's new essentially but uh these guys are older now um if they get themselves over to, to that level i think people are dying to cheer Ch- or to see them make it work with champa at least already
2: I mean, right now, if you were to ask me who would be the best person for him to face, like, he's injured right now. But, like, given what he did with guys that were smaller, like, I think Cody would be great with him. I think him and Cody would be dynamite. Like, no pun intended. I just thought, I just can't, just put in my head. But, like, yeah, like, you think of, like, how good Cody wrestles and how, like, he leaves the bullshit behind when he wrestles dudes that are smaller, like like a Darby, like Sammy Guevara. Like, I think him and Gargano, like, could be, like, a great matchup that, like, you might not really think about. And, like, quite frankly, like, Cody, um, after the Seth stuff, like, coming back, like, he would need, like, a killer pro Obviously, we're, I'm thinking months ahead of time, because Cody's months away, but, like, that's something potentially, like, if he's going to be on Raw, um, that would be something cool to do. Uh, um, but it's, uh, it all depends on where okay. he's going to be slotted and what he's what's he programmed as. Like, we'll you know, y'all let us know what he's programmed in, Um, where it seems like he's put out, because I don't know if, like, he came out for, like,
0: some random match or what the hell happened? No, idea. I think people are just trying to say that he's going to take the briefcase from uh from from Austin Theory.
2: <laughs> I hope not. I want him nowhere near Roman Reigns right now.
0: <laughs> I, want, Bro, I want him
2: nowhere near that whole situation. The match like, will
0: never end. No, no one would get pinned ever.
2: Roman Reigns <laughs> uh, 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 gargano match? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I no, it's just like I think that like. Well, it's Triple H. If this was Vince and, and, and like Gargano won the gar- won the uh, Money in the Bank, you you already know what's happening. He's cashing in, and that man is catching a Superman punch, and getting speared in half, and hold.
0: <sighs> um, yeah, but um, I think we should take the plane over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Actually, no, before we do that, <sighs> since being we're talking the, about WWE, yeah. the, yes, being the the Jeff Jarrett Mecca, um.
2: You're yeah. starting with that for yeah. WWE news.
0: Yes, what's bigger than Double J? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So Double J uh, is was made an executive uh, for live events a couple months ago. We talked about it on the show. I believe it was like the opening segment of one of the shows. It was might have been a light week, but um, it no, came you, out. I, I don't know if it was light week or not. You just forced it to go first.
2: And I was like, look, bro, whatever. You want to talk about Jeff Jarrett first on the, on the start of a show or a weekly wrestling podcast? Have at it. A little... We'll we'll pretend like we're from Memphis, Tennessee. Sure, why not?
0: (laughs) So, Jeff Jarrett, it it gets reported that he is out of WWE now. So, um, he just departed. They didn't say whether this was a quitting or a firing or anything like that. But... um, Knowing Double J, something's around the corner. Uh, I've seen people theorize that he was the one that ended up getting Vince McMahon knocked off. uh, And then he's like, my job is done here. Uh, I find that hilarious. Uh, There is something else that's in the news that, with the timing of all this, makes this kind of interesting. So, as we know, Jeff Jarrett headlined Ric Flair's last match. Um, that was a uh, a show that was kind of put together by Conrad Thompson. There was some uh, trademark uh, stuff for Southwest Championship Wrestling um, that was uh, recently filed by Conrad Thompson. Uh, I would imagine that Double J is privy to this um, mm-hmm. in the next – you know, like, the, like I always predicted he would end up running WWE and he got damn close. Right. But oh, I, I think Double J has he, he saw what was going on there. It's not the time. There's always time for that. Remember, Jeff Jarrett always wins. Um, He'll he's he's just going to go ahead and do his thing over here. I think there's where there's smoke, there's fire here with this thing uh, the. Promoting something uh, with Conrad and going into business there. Uh, apparently, his podcast is one of the better Con- Conrad ones. I don't listen to any of them. Uh, better
2: as far as what, like content, or as far as popularity? Uh,
0: I think both. That okay? Like it can't be any worse than Eric Bischoff. Like is it just just lying through his teeth. Uh, but well, I mean, uh, how,
2: okay, so. The Bischoff podcast. There was at one point a Shivani podcast. There, mm-hmm. there is an Arn podcast, right? There is uh, a Pritcher podcast.
0: Yep. Are there any other uh, Conrad podcasts? If anybody knows, please leave them in the comments. I do not follow the Conrad verse. Um, no disrespect to Conrad. Is just I've kind of I've oh yeah. I, seen I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I,
2: you know, I like the Conrad stuff for like he's in there. Jim Ross pod. One. Okay, I didn't know that was a Conrad one, but like. I uh wait is, well, wait wait he's on that network but he's not necessarily on that show, right? Uh, I I don't remember Conrad being on that show, like yeah. actually vocally being on that show like week to week. Not sure. Okay. Um, anyway, but like I I rocked with Conrad on the part where like he will do these shows with these fucking like <laughs> habitual liars and he will call them out on their bullshit in a way that like I I would have had if I was in the room. So like I rock with Conrad on that. at least on that level anything else i don't know about that and if there's anything else i need to know about y'all fill me in and and i will know it then but like i just know conrad from like he's a dude that likes helps put out these podcasts and and is on these podcasts and runs down this stuff and like when somebody gets in or lies through their fucking teeth he'd be like hey bro you're lying through your fucking teeth knock it off
0: so right yeah um yeah but i don't know what will happen with double j but um you know, he, I know he was trying to win this award this year. So uh he some some he may have to make a small diversion here, but uh I believe in double J. There will okay. always be some money around the corner.
2: Okay, moving on. Um a it number is- of a number of NXT wrestlers uh have been released in the uh the I guess the wake in the news that uh, NXT UK is being dissolved or transitioned into becoming NXT Europe. Uh, and their goal is to uh, start going to uh, do shows in 2023, I believe. And uh, I think they put their names to cities around Europe. So um, a number of people got released. Um, Millie McKenzie, uh, Shaw Samuel, Nino Samuels. Uh, I believe Trent Seven got released. Eric Dennis got released. Mastiff, I think, got released. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the people that were um, at the beginning of the 2019 XT UK um, takeover run, to um, maybe even before them, when they were doing just the UK tournaments, Um, a lot of them have been uh, let go. And uh, from what I can tell, from most of these contracts, it seems like they got their immediate release and they're set to. uh, They're allowed to go and do what they want in pro wrestling immediately. Like I believe Eric Dennis is <coughs> set to do something or already did do something. I saw that, uh, million McKenzie is set to unfortunately do GCW Liverpool with alley Catch, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, like, I guess, you know, some of the names you saw, uh, also notably, um, you know, um, uh, um, Webster and and, and uh, Mandrews, uh, uh, one of the better tag teams in the world, uh, got released as well. Um, what what Trent are your thoughts on some well. of the? Sorry,
0: <clears throat> I believe Trent Seven as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, Trent as well. Um, what are your thoughts on like some of these names of the people, or, or at least on the notable names that you saw be released? In um, <clears> your <throat> general thoughts on like the, I mean, this failure in
0: rebranding into NXT Europe. Um, I think. COVID did a lot to NXT UK. Oh yes. Um worse. Than, they, how can you imagine
2: <clears throat> like how bad NXT was once the pandemic hit and then like it happened and it was worse. For, like that show had was completely irrelevant. Like it was yeah. already just it was already way down here, you know, and then it went even lower once the pandemic came.
0: Um you know, I I've been vocal about regular NXT being a scam. So what do you think I think NXT UK was? Um, so uh, even a even greater scam there. Um uh, Dave Mastiff uh had something I think at the beginning, but just never kind of worked out for him. Trent Ooh. Seven got released. That that one was a surprise, but um he was always a great tag team wrestler. Um I saw him I think Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are going to be able to work wherever they want. Um, I would probably look at calling them if I was TK. Um, so, uh, Millie McKenzie is very talented. Um, but these a lot of people. Like I think some of them are going to hold out to go back to NEC Europe. Uh, the Wild Boar. I think I don't think people are going to be beating the wild boars uh, door down. Uh, I don't think, you know, Sam Grabwell is going to be uh, commanding top dollar at the moment. So there are a lot of these people are going to hang around, wait for that phone to ring. Um, And it basically,
2: I I mean, how many how many people are actually going to go back to the indies or how many how many people do you think? How many people do you think are we like, oh, no, don't say no names, but like. It, like look at the list if you have a list like just I in your it. head like give me like a ballpark number to, a figure in your head of the people you think like this is the last thing they ever do in pro wrestling
0: um I'm going to say maybe like 10 of them out of how many that you on that list you see looks like maybe like 20
2: oh half damn
0: okay uh, shout out to Zekumaki, Z- Zekumaki subscribing for two months. Appreciate you. He said happy two months. Uh, I wonder uh, how well the rebrand will go. NXC UK got killed due to COVID, but it gutted the UK indie scene. I'm sure to some capacity, it will leave a sour taste in people's mouths. Uh, and this is the you know the global localization plan is back on. Uh, I fully expect them to retry NXC Japan at some point. Um, Good luck. <laughs> and like you know i don't like this like it's like you know it's just more like i think they're going to try to lock aw out of out of spots in europe uh, essentially because they're very popular over there as well so this is the battlefield is going to expand in europe rather than it just being the uk they're going to get it try to get france under the arm they're going to try to get germany under the arm uh, all of these like different areas so uh, if you were uh, sending out that triple h um uh, global map where he's in front of the NXT thing bring it back uh, it, scratch out the UK and put a Europe logo on there Well, well and- that's the
2: thing Rich there was that's the thing to why it is so weird to me that like they rebranded it as such because like there was always a NXT Europe and a U- NXT UK on that map that was always the plan to do both of them and then like they scrapped it and then like ultimately like when you looked around and you saw like a Walter a Dragunov you know you know like uh a a kid you're like well shit this it like i know it's nxt uk but like it's fucking nxt europe anyway um so like for me it was like it became almost interchangeable to me anyway so then like them rebranding it is like okay cool so like this is like nxt uk
0: 2.0 right it sucks to see people got fired but i mean
2: there was nxt africa yes that's yeah. what you were laughing at weren't you
0: Yes, yes, I was laughing at NXT Africa. Indeed. There was
2: always, look, there was always NXT Africa. There was the NXT South America as well. There was NXT Latin America. Uh, there was NXT China, NXT India, NXT Japan. Uh, I think there was NXT Australia. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, like except for NXT Australia, all those were there on that on that oh, map. Yeah,
0: oh, all them shits fail. um fell. <laughs> <laughs> sir sam says do you see osprey's promo after rev pro if you're coming back here you're sweeping the dishes or sweeping the floor and doing the dishes while well, these I, people I, kept the lights on
2: i didn't see it but i heard the that particular quote and like when people look i understand the osprey says a lot of dumb things and if you want to call him a dummy i'm not going to i'm not going to fight you on that right <laughs> Uh,
0: but this wasn't one of them. <laughs> what, what,
2: what I, but given given what we are with we'll Osprey, this particular uh, what he's setting up and what like he has managed to get what it seems like he's getting Rev Pro and New Japan Pro Wrestling, all the wrestling to like set for set the table for him to do, uh, and what he has also put you know put in the the, the legwork to do with Kenny Omega. He, he can may, say he, look, what he wants. He he look he uh he has figured this out as far as he may be a dummy as far as anything outside of pro wrestling, but he's not a dummy when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, this quote, like, he literally just basically set an angle, an uh, immediate storyline in place for the first time he faces anybody in Rep Pro when he comes back. Immediately. Him and Andrews, what, what's it about? Oh, he, he said that these these fuckers helped rape the scene even though he is in the scene once a month.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot here uh, that, yeah. that's going on with it. We might as well just jump over uh, to talk about uh, New Japan here.
2: Yeah, uh, man. Uh, so uh, the last three nights of the Grand Prix, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all in uh, Budok- Budok- uh, yeah, Budokan Hall. G1. Did I say Grand Prix and said G1?
0: You did. You did.
2: I, 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 fuck it. Well, I mean, look. That that is a compliment at this point when it comes to the G one to call it the Grand Prix, uh, but whatever. Let's let's uh, let's let's move on. Um, let's move let's move ahead. But yeah, um, they, go to, they go to the they go to the final night. The blocks the blocks uh, uh, is the first night. It is the Tuesday night. It's eight matches. It's two in each block. First uh, block is uh, D block then C block, then B block, then A block, the D block. Uh, it is everybody tied, or ba- basically tied in, in the clubhouse with uh, six points at three and three, um, with the exception being uh, the last two. Uh, you have Osprey, who has three has three wins. You have Shingle, who has three wins, and Shingle has a tiebreaker. Um, and... Uh, if both of those two lose, then it turns into a seven-way tie. It would have been a fucking disaster, and I, I hope they weren't going to do that, and luckily they didn't. Um, they end up having uh, Juice versus um, Osprey first. Osprey takes his nasty bump where he basically lands ribs first on the on the uh, metal barricade. And I'm like, this idiot isn't a first match, and he's doing this to himself. Jesus Christ. Um, he sells his ribs, he ends up getting, um, I believe, he ends up taking a uh, floor power driver on, on no matter the exposed on the exposed floor gets in, finish is able to come back and beats Juice Robinson. Match is okay. Uh, then the next match is Shingo versus Phantasmo. Uh, and with that situation set, it's like Shingo either has to win to advance or Osprey wins to block. Um... No, I'm sorry. Uh he has to tie. He has to tie. He's all the, all Osprey. I'm sorry, all she has to do is not lose any any advances. Sorry. So uh Elphantasmo, he hits he hits his moves. Great match. Uh he hits a top rope uh K brada to the floor. I'm sorry, uh yeah, K brada to the floor. Um he hits a cr R two for a near fall, and then later on in the match he ends up hitting a CR two except with the arms. Um in a different position. He calls it a CR three. He ends up taking down Shingo again to win. Very good match. Uh one of the better matches of the of the tournament. Um and after he wins, he you know, he uh he gets to uh three and three and he beats Shingo, a former IWGP world heavyweight champion, and Desperado's on commentary, and he walks up to Desperado and he says, Bye, Despy bye forever, Despy <laughs> Like I'm feeling a heavyweight, I've done it. I, I've elevated myself, and I was like, and this was really good. This was a really good showing for uh, Elfentasmo and and obviously you know and Shingo, and that wrapped up their block. So Osprey gets in. Uh, next block, you get Evil versus Goto. Goto has to win. It has to hope that Naito beats uh, uh, Saber to get a three way tie. I don't know what the playing situation is or what the tiebreaker is, but that was that was. Uh, Goto's Only Hope uh, everybody cheats you know you got you got runouts and all that kind of stuff with, with House of Torture and ultimately Evil ends up winning. Uh, match is okay Um so Goto's eliminated so then it comes down to Naito versus Saber where Naito has to beat Saber to advance <laughs> Um and it goes, like, five minutes. They had the Osprey, the Will, sorry, not the Osprey. They had the Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. version of a high-speed match. It went, like, five minutes, and they're doing a bunch of near-falls, like, roll-ups, and then at the end, Naito ends up catching uh Sabre, and it gets the win, and Sabre loses shit in a similar fashion whenever he used to lose, and it also, like, in line with, you know, whenever... um Suzuki or Archer will lose when they just go ballistic at ringside and you know throw a fit and start tearing up shit and like it's happening and, and like <laughs> Saber he, he he falls out and collapses after having a tantrum, and then Naito Naito uh, walks out and is trying to, like, console him, but then, like, he sees uh, Saber sees Naito trying to, like, play with his emotions, and he gets up and he threatens to beat his ass again uh, so Naito gets back, gets away from him, and then Naito grabs an ice pack after uh, Saber got back up and starts beating shit with uh, chairs, uh, with, a, with a chair, and, like, he throws the the ice bag at, at, at Saber, and Saber hits it like a baseball in <laughs> <laughs> and then Naito, he runs Naito off again and his hammer walks off and just disgust me. Uh I didn't see his uh backstage promo, but like I heard he went ballistic as well again. Uh it was just it was just funny. So Naito advances. He's he's uh he represents the C block. Um B block Uh I have to pull this up to, to remind myself. Oh, it's Tomatonga or that's the main event. That's the only match that matters in B block. But the pre-match is Sonata versus Ishii. Ishii has only won one match. He's one and four in the tournament. And uh Charlton and Kevin Kelly, who are excellent on um the whole all the Budokan halls, but especially like uh the semifinals and the finals, they say, hey man, you know, he's getting older in age, he's always one of the best wrestlers in the tournament as far as performance, but this is a wins and loss business. We don't know, like, you know, if he goes one and one and five can he justify coming back because he's not getting it done wins and loss wise. Um, so him and to have a match and it's a great match. And at the end, um, Ishii ends up winning with the brain buster and he's four, he's two and four. And that's a mediocre record enough to justify that he could, he's going to be a solid keep going into next year. And then we'll, work, we'll have to worry and and, dre- and have concern and dread about Ishii's G1 appearances next year, but it's at least staved off to next year. Um, when he, you know, can still wrestle like the AEW wrestles when they get or American wrestles when they get over uh next year in front of crowds. Uh <laughs> so uh the final match was tamatanga versus uh Jay White. Jay White is undefeated, he's five and on the block, and Tamatanga is uh four and one. He has to win to to get in, obviously. Um They have this match and like it's a very good match. Like I'm trying to think of what I gave it. I have to pull it up. Um, Give me one second. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, they have a very good match. It is... Tomatonga has this thing where, like, he basically... He doesn't wrestle... He's a good wrestler. He consistently has very good to great matches um, in this tournament, uh, like the fans love him as a baby face. He's charismatic. He, he, all the stuff that we, all the stuff we've always said about, like, why the fuck is this man's match is not, not on point given like what we see when he runs the ropes and moves around the ring and all that kind of stuff. Like as a baby face is like, Oh, he just sandbagging. is a heel. As babyface, I think he's really damn good. And like, quite frankly, if he was ten years younger, he'd be. I would make him a top fucking guy in WWE. I'd sign him immediately if I was Triple H or, or whoever else is in charge of talent relations. I'd try. I'd poach him immediately. Um, but anyway, um, he sets up simple, basic WWE or American style storytelling match. Of he 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 sets up his comeback, and then he sets up for his finish um yeah he, ha- he does the clap like you know stun gun he does a clap similar to like the orton you know viper thing with the bean the mat thing except he does it in like a clap where it's like clap 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 he gets the crowd into it um yeah ultimately, ultimately it sets up to people reverse out of it and then you keep going you've going through the you know all the all the big moves and reversals all that kind of stuff and go to the flat into the closing stretch um and then at the end uh, when it looks like he's done, he ends up escaping and hitting the, a stun, uh, a gun stun, and gets the a W. And he ends up, you know, upsetting the champion. And obviously, he's going to get a title match, like much like you predicted would happen um, uh, in the preview last week. So, uh, at the post post match press conference, Jay White, uh, you know, known known by a lot of the New Japan. Uh, Westerners as this dynamic great alt or uh, best promo of the business type person cuts cuts another one of the class promos and whenever I see him I'm always like this is the person y'all say is so great of promos this promo was him for like I don't know. Ninety seconds, just yelling "fuck" over and over and over again, yelling it, and that was the end.
0: Uh, What is compelling about this at all? I saw people like heartbroken and devastated, and then like coming up with their own storylines for for him. You gotta elaborate
2: on what that what you mean. I I don't have. I didn't hear any or see any of this. What do you see?
0: It's just like like God damn! Like like people come up with their own storylines for 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 him, and like why is he just this dynamic person? Like as you mentioned, he just yelled "fuck" for like. A bunch of time i like yet,
2: when he beat what's Ichi the in the main event of a show right he did this thing where like okay do you remember when uh kenny omega first like broke broke like the kayfabe and like let the japanese fans know that he actually speaks like pretty good japanese yeah he basically like taught in the same that way like he's about to talk japanese he's like i don't think these people understand I want to talk in their language and then he proceeds to clap like
0: Yes, yes. I remember that. Like in
2: Morris Code or some shit for like ninety seconds and then walked off and I was like, yo, this I, I like does he think he's Andy Kaufman or something? Like he's think like he's like doing Monty Python? Like what is this?
0: I I, I don't, don't know. know. Some, some like, people like, will convince themselves that this is some type of four D genius, so
2: look, um uh, Look, I maybe he <laughs> is I just don't see it. What maybe that maybe that's the case. Like maybe he thinks is like maybe people think this is like the brilliant the most brilliant way to ever get heat ever. I don't know, man. I think the MJF work, uh method works a lot more effectively, but you, you know, there's neither here nor there. Um so Osprey <laughs> better promo than Jay White somehow. Yeah, he he yeah, he he kinda is. Yeah, he kinda has been for like years now, but you know, whatever. Uh but People don't like Osprey for what for obvious reasons. And like if you don't like rock with Osprey, you're well within your right to not rock with Osprey. Um so uh anyway, um advances you don't know, let it don't here. let
0: it be because of wrestling.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you think because he's too flippy or whatever else and like I can show you like about a dozen different matches where he's not doing the flippy stuff that you th- that you think he only does in his matches. Or o- only can do in his matches. Uh, so
0: then, you should uh, like flips because they're cool. saying said, And they should like flips because they're cool.
2: <laughs> Moves, baby. <laughs> so, then you get, like, this is a match that, like, this is basically, like, the deathmatch spot. Like, this is the match they put on at 920 on, on, on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dynamite. Uh, they did Fale out there with Archer. Uh, oh, this match. Um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Folly and Jonah. Uh, you know, Jonah's good. Folly has never been. And this match is a lumbering thing. And at the end, uh, Jonah ended up getting a W. Uh, so then you get the main event. Uh, you get Archer versus Okada. Uh, Archer, I believe has to win to get in. Um, and Okada has to, because, uh, Jonah won and Jonah has Tyberg. He has to win, like both of them have to win to get in. Uh, but because um, Archer beat Jonah, Jonah's eliminated. But uh, so Archer comes out first and he has his white jacket with his white hoodie, and he has a hoodie on and he has it on way over his face. And when you have a hoodie way over your face, the back part that sticks out just forward, and then like the cone thing looks like he, he, it's a white man, looks like he's wearing a, a something clansman adjacent adjacent so he walks out he doesn't he doesn't like you know walk around and do his normal thing where he beats up the young boys around ringside or terrorize carlton or 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 anybody on commentary he just walks to the ring and he sits in the middle of the ring facing towards the hard camp and just sitting there looking down you can't see his eyes and just standing there motionless the whole time out comes okada okada uh walks in he gets on the apron he gets on the uh the corner he does the pose in the background you still see archer just setting where he was setting the whole time or standing where he was standing the whole time he doesn't
0: move no this Uh, sounds like james what sounds like oh this is real larger than life right now
2: (laughs) (laughs) so so (laughs) okada goes to this corner he the rough ref uh passed down everybody passed down both of them and then rings the bell. Okada like comes around is like what the fuck is going on? Why is this dude not moved? He comes around and then all of a sudden you see Archer raise his face, raise his eyes up to meet uh Okada's gaze, and then he beats the proceeds to beat the shot of his man for like the next five minutes. Uh in like in like Vader-like fashion where the crowd's oohing and awing and it's actually like really compelling. Um and he works over Okada's neck and uh just beats him up and gives him terrible neck damage. And then Okada fights back at a certain point and then um the ending stretch is basically like Okada hits like a landslide and then a rainmaker and puts him away. Uh I, I think I gave this four stars, four and a quarter, uh four four flat stars. Uh great match. Um Okada advance, advances, so then uh it moves on to night uh two uh semifinals. We're only covering semifinals uh first match is okada versus tamatanga uh they have a they have a great you know uh semi-final match and at the end okada ends up winning uh with the rainmaker um tamatanga basically like it was like you know you can't beat this dude the crowd knows it you know it everyone knows it he fought like hell ultimately he couldn't beat him and okada put him away because okada's a better wrestler um, but at the end, like they shook hands and, and Tomatanga walked off with like the title, you know, the title shot in his pe- back pocket in like the respect of, you know, thousands of fans because this dude <laughs> has fully changed over a new leaf in this, uh, tournament, um, as a good guy and not just an ironic, uh, like he was a couple years ago, like legitimately an actual baby face. So, uh, that was cool. Look um, at that. and then, uh, the main event is Tetsuya Nightsil versus Will Ospreay. And I and- saw this one. Okay, so what do you got on this one?
0: So, I feel like Tessie Naito hasn't tried this hard in... I don't know how long. Uh, I, have a, I have a watch I, uh, next I, to me to... to I, shout out to Jeremy. I have a watch here, and, I, and that won't help me, like, figure out how long it's been since I, he's tried. But Will was incredible. This is an awesome first-time match. Uh,
2: so, for me, what immediately went into my head was... um. I haven't seen Naito. I haven't seen a Naito match I've enjoyed as much, um, since like him and Shingo in two thousand nineteen G one. Hmm. Yeah, and I, and like in th- the same reason effort level. Like I haven't seen that dude bust his ass and sell sell and be like an actual like. Uh. Like a, a a like a wrestling strategist that is tr- like pinpointing Osprey's bad neck over and over and over with precision, like and for a reason, like that in a long time and like with Osprey's neck injury from um from you know the power driver against Juice the night before, like to go in there with Naito and you know Naito regardless of whether or not it makes sense storyline wise or not, like all he does is target next. Right, like it was just like he was going to town on that dude's neck, and Osprey was fighting, 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 and then you get the whole, and then you get the run of the of the big moves and stuff, and then like you get the breakout of like Stormbreaker gets countered into a makeshift Destino that like I gotta say like. I give Nighto a lot of shit because he rightfully deserves it, but like there are a few moves that that pop me more than when Nighto gets desperate and in a way to get out of danger he breaks out of makeshift destino. It always pops me. It always fucking works for me. <laughs> always.
0: So yeah. yeah, big poison Rana. Re- yes. reverse poison Rana off the second rope. Yep. Uh, I was like, is Tessie and Nighto trying to impress me? Because it right, right there. <laughs> like, I ain't, so. like, bro,
2: I ain't seen you at like this in years.
0: Yeah. Like, but ultimately, will was too much.
2: Yeah. Uh I can't remember the, how he ended up uh uh putting him away but u- ultimately Osprey put him away and um great match like I you know I've only given up to this point this year I've only given out one match five stars. This was number this was the second one for me. Like I loved this match. Uh I thought it was brilliant. I, I was really like like it had it did all the things for me. Like Naito tried like he looked like he looked like a smart professional wrestler. Ospreay was on point, like he almost always is. The stage, the setting, the first time matchup, like the the you know the the storytelling and the selling of the neck. Like it, it did everything I need a pro wrestling match to do in a big stage. I, I loved it. I loved it. I gave him
0: too. I was a coward. That's fine. Four and three quarters. That's fine. This.
2: That's fine. Yeah. Um. But I I lo- I love this match.
0: Uh. So I have so many four and three quarters this year. Like I've, oh, I've yeah. been. Infected with a lot of cowardice this year. <laughs> I, um,
2: so. I think that like, I've just like standingly just given almost everything four and a half and like move, uh, moved on my day. Like I, I, I've got, <laughs> I, yeah, like, I think I have, I think I probably have like 10 or 12, like five or four and a quarter, four, four and three quarters. Like everything else is like a oh, four and a half. Just throw it, throw it there. I don't have time to think about debating about how great this match is. And anyway, uh, so yeah, like great match. And this sets up, um, for the uh, night one or the G one final, will Osprey versus Okada, and that o- Osprey and Naito was the main event, so he gets on the mic and he says, "Like, look, man, like I know that like I've never beaten this guy. I'm I'm one and six against him. The one time I did one, I had help. I didn't. I haven't actually beaten this guy. Um, but like he can be beaten. I've seen it. We you've all seen it. Like AJ Styles has done it. Tetsuya Naito has done it." Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi has done it. He he mentions all the people that have beaten Osprey and, or sorry, beaten Okada in big spots. He leaves out Okada. Um, he leaves out Omega's name on purpose, and he says like I'm going to I'm going to shock everybody that believe in me. I'm going to prove something. To everybody, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win the G1. Um, and like I, I guarantee, he basically guaranteed it. Uh, and he move and it like he moves off. Also, one thing I forgot to mention. Going into this main event, um, the night before, he beat Jay, Not J. He beat Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson has been carrying around the United States belt. Him and the family have been carrying around the United States belt. Um, the world champion, the actual person that has the title of U- United States champion is Will Ospreay, but he now has the belt to go with that. So he comes out, and he has the United States belt, and he has the Red Pro uh, Undisputed Heavyweight, whatever title the Red Pro belt is, and... Charlton puts over on commentary like this dude has a real claim because he's the champion of the United States and the champion of Britain to be the actual, to be the real All-Atlantic champion. And, that, and I was like, this is like Wednesday morning when this is happening. So my my, my antennas start going off and I'm like, oh my God. And then I look at the bracket like, isn't this what I think it is? And the bracket is set up to where Ozzy Open Osprey versus Death Triangle Pac is the, is the All-Atlantic Champion. They're going to face each other next week on Dynamite, or this weekend on uh, Dynamite, in a couple days. And, like, obviously, that is the crux of it. And then on Dynamite last week that we just reviewed, Pac talks about somebody making claims to be the All-Atlantic Champion. So, there you go. Get ready for Pac versus Osprey. That's going to be fucking phenomenal. Um, And then you get to Osprey versus Okada and Osprey and Okada have what I think is the best match of the year that I've seen this year. Um, like I, 35 minutes. Uh, they spend like the, they spend like the first 20 minutes, like just excellent wrestling and working each other's necks uh, given like what they've gone through uh, in Budokan hall leading up and also like the career of, you know, Osprey with neck injuries and, and then at a certain point, oh, our Osprey start, breaks out. He, he hits a high five a high fly flow for near fall. It doesn't work. He gets him up. He hits a uh, he hits uh, a clash. That doesn't work and then like he ge- he keeps goes back and forth a few further and then he reaches out pulls out the finger guns and he hits a V trigger and then he uh, he gets uh, uh, Okada up for a one wing angel Okada ducks out gives him a rainmaker the and- crowd
0: breaks the yeah. law.
2: <laughs> when he does this yes they, 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 they audibly gasp and chant and they're into it crazily um, before that, there's, like, a crazy, like, twisting moonsault off the top, uh, yes. before it, in, like, the first, like, seven minutes of the match, is like, Charlotte, never, never do this shit again, don't even attempt it, just give it up, but, um yeah, like, Ospreys phenomenal, Okada's phenomenal, there's a, there's an incredible um, spot where, like, he's going for he goes for an Os cutter, and Okada drop kicks him out the sky mid-air yep. like, Jesus Christ and, like, at this point, like, I remember none I'm just telling you stuff I can remember vaguely through the, all the greatness in, that's happening in the ring, and, like, I can tell you most of the stuff that's happening is, like, me giggling just in, in awe just in how fucking awesome these two are while they're just for, like, go the watch last it 20 minutes of this match, um, <laughs> And then ultimately, uh, I, I, I can't remember, like, there was a, there was one spot where, like, I think there was a, um, I don't know if it was a, uh, a hidden blade. I think it was a hidden blade and a kick out the hidden blade where I thought, like, Osprey just won. He had just won. Um, but, uh, Okada kicked out and then, um, you end up getting, like, he gets Rainmaker to death and he's done. Um, I, I yeah. this is a brilliant match. I, I I I, think it's one of, I think it's one of the fifteen or so best matches I've ever seen. Quite frankly, like I thought this match was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I've won five stars on this, and um, I don't know, man. Uh, I felt like it was Will's time. Um, I was kind of deflated, like, and I know there's like a lot of, um, yeah, you can't have jay white as the champion and then will osprey face him can't have two can't have have two gaijin i know there's a lot of that but it just feels like Will's the best guy why are we fucking around and if they're not giving him like i don't know if they're gonna give him kenny at the dome right Mm -hmm. let's just say they don't then i'm gonna feel like really like what the fuck are they doing whatever yeah correct um but if they give him kenny it's kind of ironic because um (laughs) <laughs> I remember when Kenny in 2017 was like, Oh, you can't be in the main event this year, sorry. And then they give him Chris Jericho. And now they give they bring in Kenny for this guy Will, and it just feels like this this hamster wheel that's like there is like, yo. But I feel like I feel like Will's like on a career run right now. And I, I feel like they should be going with him, but they didn't. And that kind of was deflating. It was like, man. Least to J.Y. and Okada. Huh. Okay. Um, or, you know, people were theorizing J.Y. could lose the belt to Naito. And then it's like Naito and Okada again. Great.
2: I don't uh, even know how I, to even I'm get like, to Naito and, and J.Y. given it like, what? how many offenses do, do the champions normally have before the end of the year? I mean,
0: he's only got one with Tamatanga. So I'm thinking like, you know, like he's still got a, at least another one uh, right. for that. That's so what that I'm could, thinking. And like, Tamatong uh, is not going to the, 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 the <laughs> Correct. Dome. Correct. So he's going to beat Tamatong and get that back. And then the next challenger, like Naito. And then, you know, if they do Naito and Okada in the Dome again, I'm like, yo, y'all have done this match. That'd be to the third death. time, right? To death. The fourth time. Um, no, the no, the fourth, fourth time, time at a Wrestle That'd Kingdom. Be the, fourth time. the fourth time within, like, the past, like, year. Since
2: 2014
0: like there's no way y'all like this match this much like stop like i did like, <laughs> like I, I have negative interest in that um and especially like at the um you know if it's not at the the cost of giving will something cool to do um it's just like there it's just a lot of stuff i don't want to think about as far as like the business and so i i kind of just want to be a fan and see like the best guy like get crowned but it's not happening but um not taking anything away from this match. Uh, this match was great. Um, I was truly entertained, and it felt like these guys are masters. Uh, like just there's a lot. Like you know, Okada has owned this guy, and it is kind of you know, you know, it, you beat him so many times. Will it mean something when he finally beats the guy? Like after this many times, it's it's a lot to that. So um, the answers lie in the future on that, but. This is Okada's company, and it always has been, and it seems like it always will be. Yeah, um, I I wasn't
2: as deflated because there's going to be so much cool shit from the doof between now and the in the uh, Tokyo Dome that I like. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like they're sending this dude up to be like, like all of the cooperation between New Japan and that and and RevPro and and um, AEW felt like they're sending this dude up to be like. The Okada, the next Okada Omega, like international, non, non, you know, WWE guy, or it's just like. He like he's inescapable. Like this dude is going to be "quote unquote" like not that it really matters or, or whatever else. Like the a person is like going to like be next year, like the two thousand twenty three like Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year. Like in in that way where it's like he's going to be so killer, and inescapable that it doesn't matter what happens in AEW in WWE. Given uh, like for Western fans, whatever else, like he's going to have a match with Kenny. It seems like he's setting up to have a match with Kenny Omega. He's going to be multiple. Like, Right. He's set up to, like, you know, win the G1 or and or top of locata next year and also, like, you know, ha, you know be the uh, All-Atlantic champion and all that stuff and be here and be basically be on pay-per-views and, like, at a point where, like, when we were talking about him, you know, in 2019 where he was, you know, we were saying, like, he's able to double-dip when he transitions to heavyweight where, like, Best Super Juniors and, um... The G1, like, he's gonna have the G1, he's gonna have, like, AEW pay-per-views and big shows and title match with the All-Atlantic title, probably, and he's gonna have this feud, you know, it partic- probably in the Tokyo Dome, if not, eventually somewhere down the line on, in big spots with Kenny Omega, like, He's going to be. He's going to be like they're making him into like a a legend before our eyes. Is what it feels like, a pro wrestling god, if you will, on Mount Olympus in front of our eyes. Even if you don't necessarily, if, if you're not someone that's not already bought in, like this dude has been the best wrestler since 2019, which me and you both feel that way. Like he. It's it's gonna be inescapable and like foolish to like argue otherwise like coming this year so buckle up for me like and also he has a he also has like a a continuing thing with Moxley too from um was it not Whitney City right Uh, was it a cap the the DC show right or was it the Chicago
0: show it was the Chicago show
2: yeah Whitney City right so like he has all these he has all of this all this stuff like he like. He's going to, like, he set the path to do all this cool stuff. So, and then also, like, what he did with, like, the NXT UK guys, like, just now. Like, that's all setting up for when he goes to Rare Pro for his, like, one, one or two matches a month there in his off time off off of uh, NXT, or, uh, NXT, off of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tour. Like, he is setting himself up to, like, if this dude can stay healthy, he's going to have, like, maybe the greatest year, like, televised and recorded, like, pro wrestling history. Like I'm sorry, I didn't see all the '80s Ric Flair stuff. It, there's no tape for all that, but like we've already seen Osprey do this 2019. We've seen him. We've seen him doing right now, and like it looks like next year is going to be bigger than any of that stuff he's already done.
0: Yeah, I think he's locked up. Um, wrestler of the year. I think this year, like your most outstanding stuff um, between the last couple of days. Um, I already he. He had a match.
2: With, uh, he had matches with uh, what Rick and Junior. and in, um, in, in Speedball. Speedball after yeah. that. I, don't then even, he's I haven't gonna seen him, have but I mean, when they hit Tate, what do you think going to be? That's going to be the outcome.
0: Then he's going to be on Dynamite this week. Yeah, and then
2: <laughs> in a crazy trios match, bro. Like, Ozzie get opening, ready, Ozzy, Open, and Will Osprey versus the Lucha Brothers and Pack.
0: Like, what is this <sighs> timeline? what is this timeline this is this is so great bro like this this is so Uh, great and um you know i like will a lot so like i'm not a stand for him or anything but it's just like he's incredible man and if like like you watch this guy wrestle and it's just like he thinks about everything he's not afraid of any type of contact he's you know still does his flying he's um he's really he's a really special wrestler and i think the cool thing is that he's so young still like he's 29 if i'm not mistaken maybe 30 at the most um and he's just like like people swear to god like that like other people are 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 it you know at that age or at at any age like no man the guy is will osprey man like and it's it's laughable to compare like anyone like in his age group i think you know to him um you know he'll have to you know he's he's still got growing pains i think at the top like as far as like you know getting people to really bind his to his personality and stuff like that but um and and, you know he doesn't you know there there are certain things like you know that i just think he's an incredible wrestler but you know he doesn't i don't think he has like people that are willing to like die for him like yeah yeah, yeah. You there's no, die there's,
2: yeah. like there is no um there is no like like f- link to storytelling from the sense of like like there's no like vulnerability like like a kenny omega right like uh like the thing for kenny omega for a lot of people um for a lot of women that i that i've like seen talk about Kenny Omega is like the affection he has for his friends. And I also hear this about like Roman Reigns and the shield at the time, um, like the affection that like them, them have for each other, their relationship and that kind of stuff, like playing into the storytelling of like hurt feelings and frustration of things that like, you know, us, you know, a lot of dudes would just chalk up to it's just jealousy or it's just like, he just on one that day and like go through it and like kind of, you know, uh, explore that is why people, you know, like this even has with the hangman stuff, right? That's exactly what the hangman is doing. I don't think he's doing nearly as good a job as Kenny Omega would do it. That's why for me, it leaves me cold. Um, uh, but like, that is like the, the, the run, like Osprey doesn't really have that. What, what I will, what I will say though, is this, this match, um, and I said this to you on, uh, in, um, everybody during Jeremy's birthday party on Friday, uh, like, This match was literally a love letter, like, you know, in much the same way that, like, you know, I made the joke about, like, Kamatani and Tam, like, that they're, whenever they get together in Sumo Hall, like, it's a love letter to the Golden Lovers. And, like, uh, the the first Young Bucks in FTR match is a love letter to 90s Tag Team Wrestling, like, or 80s and 90s Tag Team Wrestling. Like, this match was a love letter to literally to a motherfucker that's in the match. Like, this was a love letter to the greatness of Okada, and, like, all the people that he has faced over the years, and all the people that have that he has had these legendary, uh like uh series with, and to see all of that put together, and the crowd and all over. Oh my god, I remember that. It was so fucking awesome. And like you, you think about like uh, all this, all the people he's had these feuds with, and like the thing for me as an Okada guy watching it, where it's like. I always watch this guy and he's always in the match. He's always in the best matches with all these guys that everybody else is like rocking with more. And I can't understand it. He is, he is literally like, even when he has the belt or even when he doesn't have the belt, he is literally the champion in the, in the, in the stepping stone or the stepping stone or the, or the standard here for people. If you can beat this guy, you are a wrestling God. If you can't come back later and he'll make you one later. Like, and when he, when he, you know, goes through all the list of his foes' moves or whatever else, and he's able to kick out of all that stuff, and then put him away. And it's like, bro, you you gonna get your turn eventually, but you gotta come up with something new, like some super, fi- some new super finisher. Gotta
0: be yourself.
2: That's a part of it too. But like, the crowd is behind this fucking Gaijin, and I'm like, I'm transported back to 2017 again, <laughs> and I'm just like, this. I was just like, this fucking guy Okada it's great. And like Osprey is great too. And like, they've already had a, this, is like their fourth, like fifth star match, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're just dynamite together. And like, I just, I just love what the
0: Even then it does. I don't know. Like, I was talking to Josh about this and maybe he'll explore when you go on keeping a strong style. It's like, I don't really feel like Okada and Osprey are rivals. Like it's because one, because one, one started way up here. One, like yeah. the whole thing is like, it, it's, it's I, look,
2: I, you know better than I do, like but done this feel you know, but but I think there could probably be some comparisons of like this guy is the top star and this is a guy that eventually in one two three four five years will catch him and this surpass him and then like he'll move forward and spring shot forward like this might be like don't kill me when I say this but this might be like a Kabashi Masawa type of story they're trying to tell.
1: Mm.
2: Um, you know more the details more than I do and I'm just using like rough analogies not like the pure like you know close comparison yeah. like the story of like this dude's younger he starts at a lower level this guy's at the top he's gonna beat him and beat him and beat him until he finally does and then once he does it's it's a wrap for the, about the next decade or as long as the dude's neck can hold up
0: yeah yeah that's a good comparison i would say like and don't kill me people like i'm <laughs> it's late at night as we're yeah. doing this
2: <laughs> yeah and the, uh retrograde like, like and that's the thing like the baby face nature of all this like Like, these guys are good guys now. Like,
0: United Empire don't cheat. They don't cheat. They don't be on that bullshit. i have like, they've been my favorite unit. They've been my favorite unit ever since they've, you know, got Mm -hmm. together. Mm
2: -hmm. And then, like, like you mentioned, the no cheating part, like, the part where, like, the crowd is begging for Okada or for Osprey to finally put this guy away. It doesn't happen. sent away. And then, like, he literally goes up the aisle and and walks off crying in very much the same fashion. as like the first time we ever watched New Japan Pro Wrestling where, like... You know, Okada wins the G1, can't topple Tanahashi. He, he fails, he goes off crying, and then he beats him the next year. Like, this was very much playing on all that stuff. Like, this was tremendous. Like, this whole tr- this whole presentation was tremendous. We even mentioned, like, the video package of yeah. the Osprey movie that came out. And he basically, like, show everything. Like, this dude has done literally everything to do in New Japan Wrestling already at tw- 29 years old. Uh, and only been a, uh, a heavyweight for, like, since 2019, the summer of 2019, except for, one, win a G1, and two, beat Okada uh, in a fair one. He's already there. You just, we, People just haven't really noticed it yet. But, like, once he gets that one fucking win over this guy, it's to the races.
0: Yeah, um, it's gonna make that Jay White shit look real funny in the light.
2: And the funny part about that whole thing, what were we saying when it was first happened when we were doing the Jay White thing, two thousand nineteen or eighteen to nineteen? There's Will fucking Osprey right there the whole time. But whatever, like I think, I, look, they're eventually gonna have something. At least I got two of them. Of like, like
0: there's. And- Sorry. Also, another thing, like when me and me and Josh were saying, like you know, they had to replace Kenny Omega, right? And I think he mentioned it, or excuse me, Karen may have mentioned it last week. Um, while Strong so I was like, you split Jay White and Will, and then you get Kenny essentially. Like you get like the like the aura and the swag of, of like the the Jay White, and then you get like the in ring of like Osprey. You combine them all, and it's like they split Kenny into like two different guys. They
2: split the difference, right? I, I never really thought about it like that um, cuz maybe maybe it's cuz I'm a westerner like I don't really like obviously he's a gaijin heel but like he wasn't that dickish for that long to where I like I I I would have held out on Kenny Omega in that way like obviously I think he's better when he works more towards heel but like I don't really necessarily think of him as a heel outside of like the the weird like voice times when he promos but whatever that's that's about it that's Dave. really about it. Come on.
0: <laughs> I was disappointed. Kenny didn't can, didn't break out that character. On he didn't BT, break out your,
2: own, yeah, your little yeah, thing you set up. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. still time. There's still yeah. time. Workshopping with him. Hit yeah. send him an email. Can you get a hold yeah. of Kenny Omega's email? I'm like, hey, bro,
0: how about you? do this I'm on sure GTA? if <laughs> I really like wanted to, I could get a message to Kenny Omega, but well. I'm right. not gonna waste it on this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of what I had on like uh in like the night tell match was so great And, like I, I you know, the night before even the final, like I was told i sent y'all a message in um the the, the chat that has like uh Sir Sam and, and Finishell and Chad Matthews and Floyd I was like just going off on like, Bro, they're setting all of this up for for this dude to be like just and then to see it like hours later where they talk about the Pac thing, I was like, This is awesome and then like you know what you're going what you're about what you're stepping into when you're getting a uh um okada and and osprey g1 final like you know so i was so it just went off and i was like oh my god this is this is going to be a great next year year and a half for will osprey uh so um
0: i guess we i guess time to talk about stardom well james hit the music
2: Alright, so we're getting a little late in the game, so we're just gonna talk about a pay-per-view um from the from Sunday? Was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Um Stardom X Stardom. Yeah, Stardom X Stardom. Um that's the traditional name of what they used to call their corken Halls uh, in August. So they decided to rock with that. They didn't do it last year because, like, you know, why would you do a pay-per-view in the middle of a, of a, of a round-robin paper, uh, tournament? And he was like, well, when you're hot, you just run as many shows as you can. Uh, so that's what he decided to do. Um, this, this show was originally supposed to have uh, Kyrie challenging for the White Belt versus Sayaka Uh The story of the match mostly was based around... Um, Kamatani being on the same defense number as Kyrie when Kyrie lost the white belt um, before she, you know, packed up with it and, or packed up and left her um, NXT. But uh, and she was trying basically trying to stop her uh, before she surpassed her in her number. Unfortunately, like the left the hour, we find out that Kyrie or maybe the day before that Kyrie uh, was in was f- deemed physically unable to perform. Uh, people are speculating that there it might be COVID jail. We don't really know. Um, but uh, oh, as I we're pla- they announced it, uh, they they said physically unable to perform. But that is what they say for gotcha. pretty much. But they've never ever announced. I don't think they've ever announced someone like just like uh outright felt you know was in gotcha. COVID jail. Like normally, is a person, would be like, oh, I I failed a PCR test and you know can't perform. Oh. Uh, so. Um, the placement they used was Hameka. They had uh Sayakamatani say like, you know, since my match fell through and I am still giving my slot on the card, I would like to nominate somebody and she nominated Hameka, and Hameka said I don't see any reason why not to, except to blow up except to blow up the fucking uh storyline they had put in place for her that was built up uh that was gonna be built up at a certain spot, but you, but we'll never get to that later. That. Huh?
0: So never mind that. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: I'd much rather semi-main event than a main event. Uh, a pay-per-view, but whatever. Uh, in, anyway, uh, so uh, the main event was uh, Red Belt match, Shuri versus, um, versus uh, Anai Takahashi. And the third from the top was tag team title match, uh, FWC, Hazuki, and Kaguma versus uh, the newly formed tag team of Tamakano and Nasapoi. So, um, I'm going to start from the bottom of this card and then go up. Uh, it won't take too long because this uh, show wasn't uh, was just an undercard. Like, it wasn't like a normal uh, stardom undercard where normally it's a lot of good and then really good in between and sets up uh, the last three matches. But um, it was kind of underchar- like uh, uncharacteristically like lacking in uh, effort. It felt like you could feel the wares of the Grand Prix on the wrestlers. Um, so... Uh, First match, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, First match, you get Hannon versus Amasaki for the future title. Um, Amasaki got this match from beating or pinning Hannon uh, during a gauntlet tag match during a uh, night one or night two of the Grand Prix. So um, this match was a mess. Uh, A lot of sloppiness. I heard heard
0: this was one of Hannon's worst performances.
2: It was it was a uh, it was all over the place. Um, I, I I can't really Amasaki in certain certain settings seems like she, given what she already can do, it seems like she's destined to be like it's a lot of like what I thought of like Kamatani Star it's like they're giving they're she's they're letting her do stuff that makes her different from like a regular rookie. She's you know they already have her in nicer looking gear than even Kamatani had at the time, Kamatani kind of had like just standard, like you're going to be a geek rookie gear, which she was for like a year and a half, but whatever. Um, They, it was just sloppy. Like it looked like she wasn't ready for a title match. It was just weird because like I saw her have a match with, you know, Utami. I've seen her get, you know, murdered by Julia, she seems to have been able to hold her own with somebody that's really good. Uh, maybe it's just a situation where, like, Hannah's still just good, and not really good yet. But um, it was it was a bit of a mess, and then ultimately, um, at the end, uh, Hannah put her away, put her away with a Hannah special, basically like a uh, follow away slam that's held onto and a bridge up. Off of it. Uh, and I'm giving this a uh, two and a quarter, which is like well off the pace of what, you know, Hannah does, which is normally three to three and a quarter, maybe even three and a half, reaching back in opener. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was really surprised at this match. Uh, also, of note, watching this, like they messed up the uh, production of this, like as far as the audio quality. Like this felt like watching it. Um, it reminded me of like watching like some of those WWE shows where like the, the, um commentary is so much louder and washes out the crowd and ring noise, where it's like I don't know if this is intentional or where you're trying to stop like people from hearing like boos or cheers or chants so people can't understand it. But like they but like um on commentary they had Shing not Shingo uh Tai Chi and Desperado and the normal crew and like they were way up here in the crowd and ring noises here and it was really hard to feel the crowd throughout the show. Um uh so you you so you watched uh the the title matches did, did how did it, how did it feel for you all watching did it feel like the crowds were dead because of that difference or no are you nah, fine
0: like, I, I felt like it was fine okay for me it was killing me i, uh, I didn't so, i didn't watch it with headphones i watched it uh, with the speakers that out helped. yeah that might have helped so um
2: next match you have rena and, and uh versus i'm sorry Hina versus Micah. um this match is a is a put together match because it's supposed to be originally on this car. It's going to be Hameka tagging with Micah versus Ami and Mirai, where the where the winner were essentially like de facto new tag team title challengers. Um, and we'll get to that later. Uh, but um, they go back and forth. They, they hit, they you know, Sazankas and STOs and Judo throws and all that kind of stuff. And they ultimately, at the end... Um, Micah, uh, hits her with a, uh, hits her with her her normal finish or one of her finishes. She has two, the Mishinoka driver and then also the, uh, the, uh, Inka Otoshi, uh, hits her with the Inka Otoshi and Hina kicks and Micah makes a face like, not bad. Mishnoka driver pinned one, two, three, uh, <laughs> gave her a little, gave her a little bit. And then like, you know, gave her an add a, add a girl uh, pat on the head and then walked off. And like Micah just walked straight to the back. She didn't turn around when she got to the top of the ramp to like, you know, get pictures. It felt like she was like pissed that she didn't get a big match or whatever else or, or a bigger match in the car or whatever. But, uh, um, she put her away. Um, then, uh, you end up getting, Mariah and Ami, their match got scrapped. They basically threw them into a, uh, the match that Julie and Mai were going to have with Rina and Rocker to get a quick, easy win. Uh, and this was a three-way, no tag tag match, like Lucha rules. Uh, so they start, you know, moving around, uh, good stuff between like everybody ultimately at the end, um, Mariah gets in there with, uh, Rina and, uh, makes her submit to a mirror to a, uh, her version of a Kimura lock. Um, good match. Uh then you get a captain's fall match. You get Mayu Ida and Kogo where Ida is a captain versus Utami, Azumi and Lady C. And this was and this also was a, a lucha rules match. Uh captain's fall match. Well, so captain's fall basically is depending on the number of teammates, uh depending on if it's a, a quatros match or a you know, cinco's match or a trios match, um is basically like Survivor series rules plus over-the-top rope elimination. Um, where like you have to eliminate everybody or you have to just eliminate the captain and you can win if you just eliminate the captain first. So love uh, those rules. Say again? so I love those rules. Yes. So uh it makes it more interesting the strategy and all that kind of stuff, eliminations and weird orders and people and upsets and all that kind of stuff. So um uh Azumi is the captain for Queen's Quest, Ida is a captain for stars. Uh, so they end can up you
0: imagine up. if they tried to explain that shit in AEW like the way people were reacting horror and feigning confusion
2: about a captain's fall match or an elimination match
0: a captain's fall match with those same exact rules and shit like people would be writing think pieces and shit
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it would be it, it, it would be bad it would It'd be, be horrible but like oh they're they're all they're always fun they're always yep. fun they're always fun um, so. Uh,
0: Sorry. I just-
2: <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. People will lose their mind. Like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand. And like, just watch the match. Stop. Relax.
0: Untign like, your She's you be like, what? Yeah. Like, what the
2: hell is this? And, but then, and then the worst part was like, Excalibur can't Spartan be like, it's a survivor series match with, with elimination over the top, fool. Like, you can't say that over the air. <laughs> so you just be like, so, I, I don't understand what's going on. Women wrestling? Like. <laughs> we really, you know, we forgot to mention doing Rampage, doing Rampage, because now we're on the Rosslander doing Rampage when, when Hook came out. Hook, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's called the, the handsome, cold hearted devil, right?
0: Cold hearted, handsome devil. The cold hearted,
2: handsome out. devil, which in Spanish translates to roughly to uh, El Diablo Guapo. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So. Excalibur, as he says, both moves on and then like 30 seconds later Ross says what what what's that there well I'm, I'm doing the accent let me stop I'm stop right now Move, pull back he asked Excalibur, 30 seconds after he just said it what is Excalibur? what is this what is a uh, hooks Mexican name not Spanish Mexican I was like oh my god
0: speaking that Mexican
2: I was like, oh my god <laughs> and and he answered it and it was like a pause in the air like what should I do with this? He answered and moved on. Maybe he was like, "Answer quick move on. Hope we'll never bring it up again. Hope no one caught that. I caught that. He said, what is that man's name in Mexican? What is yeah. his Mexican nickname? That wasn't Mexican. That was Spanish. Anyway, um, moving Bro's back. he got to go, man. He got to go. go. Really? <laughs> that man's playing deep as he gets to show at times. He really is. Actually, um,
0: he did say, he did pop me. He says Slim J was his mit- his nickname in junior high. I was That did artist. pop
2: me too. That did pop me too. Right. And then, and then, uh, Jericho says something like what well, when you're 15 and then Ross is like, nah, 14. <laughs> so yeah. Like he he it's like this with him. This is a roller coaster roll. It's it's a wave. It goes up and down. You yeah. Never so, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he can't be saying, he can't be calling Spanish Mexican. You can't be nah, bro. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do it on air. Absolutely not. Uh so um this match, Mayu ends up catching Lady C with a flash, her and Karana for a three, for a three pin. Uh, Zumi ends up catching, um, Kogo, uh, with Azumi Sushi after they played off of their high speed stuff that they've done in re- in the, uh, um, Grand Prix and also their title match, their future or high speed title match earlier, uh, a couple months ago. And then, um, so that leaves still Azumi and, um, and Ida, so now that it's Mayu and Ida versus uh, Azumi Zumi and and uh, Utami and then like so it's in there and it's Utami and it's Ida and Ida's holding on for dear life and uh Utami uh, has her beat and goes to uh, uh hit her with the dead with the deadlift German bridging pin and like Ida tried for a la- at last gas to try to like hit the rolling victory roll flash pin. Utami just stopped her dead, dead weighted her and then like it's so lifted her up and got hurt her over her head and pinned her, and, uh, Queen's Quest gets the win. Uh, also, of note, like, I show you a picture of Lady C, Azumi, and, uh, Utami's entrance at the top of the ramp with the gigantic 20-foot, uh, you know, uh, uh Titan Tron thing, and with their Okada-like jackets on and the magic colors, they, they all posing together, they look large in life. Uh, indeed, but, that's neither here nor there. Time to move on. So, uh, <sighs> First title or second title of match of the night, uh, fourth from the top, you get uh the trios champs, Momo, Starlight Kid, and Sakishima versus Mina Unagi and um all cap Saki from Colors. Um this match was made after the first night of the of the Grand Prix, I believe, when um there was a great match between Mina and Momo, where Mina gets the upset victory over Momo. Say hey, you're a trio's champion, I beat you I want your ti- I want your trio's titles I want my title back um and so uh this match at the end ultimately comes down to Mina and uh and momo and momo slot gets the wrench she slides the wrench into her uh into her kick pad and um She, she punk kicked, uh, Mina's head square off, square off her shoulders. And, uh, and, and I think she ends up hitting. Yeah. After that, she ends up hitting, uh, her, her peach, peach sunrise finish. Uh, and I ended up giving this match three and a half, very good match. Um, at first I was like, why the hell did they have, I understand it's upset city in the first two nights. Why the hell would you do Mina, uh, pinning Momo's like, Oh, this is why get the win back and immediately. Yeah. immediately get it back. Um, and uh Momo started out on 2 now she's 3 and 2 in the in the tournament. So like they they started out slow and now they sped her up. Um so that, that's interesting. Um hey
0: y'all Momo fans, I'm telling you don't like stay away from that narcotic. They doing it again to themselves. I am I'm, I'm letting them know, don't do it to yourself. This is what I'm gonna say. Beware of the narcotic.
2: This is what I'm gonna say to y'all just to give y'all a heads up. Just to see, just just listen to me now. So she like They put out the poster for the final night for the Grand Prix final. Everybody's on it. Everybody's participating is on it. There are eight people that are big on the poster. It is the top, you know, the normal people you expect Tam, Mayu, Julia, Utami, Shuri, Kamatani. And then the other two were starlight kid and Naspoy. I'm sorry. Anybody that's look, I understand that Hazuki is five and zero right now with ten points. She was a little on the thing. I love Hazuki. She's a little. She's not gonna win the fucking Grand Prix. It's not happening. I'm sorry, and neither is Momo. I'm sorry. It's gonna be somebody that's going that's on the final poster, big as hell. <laughs> what, <laughs> like. That's just common sense. That'd be dumb to do it anyway. Other other way, right? If you're gonna be on the poster, if you're gonna win, you gotta be on the poster, big as hell. You can't be small. I don't mean big as hell like they're fat. I mean
0: Bro. proportionally
2: size and space. They take up a lot if of space. I was, on the was a poster. promoter.
0: If I was a promoter one year, I fuck with people and I put out another poster. Come close to this
1: shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Big head equals push. Letheral <laughs> <laughs> Negro. Yes, exactly.
2: I mean, look, can somebody, can somebody find the, the, the rich, can you go through Stardust Twitter and look at the poster and tell me if I'm bugging when you see, when you see the the vast, the vast, like disparity in the sizes between the top eight and then the rest, like the top eight, the top eight, look, eight Queens and the rest is worker bees. Like
0: (laughs) y'all just work here. Yes. You, You guys are the help. Yeah. You know?
2: Help me get over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. I will continue to scroll. All
2: right. So I'll, uh, yeah, if you want to sort by media, you might be able to find it faster. Um, okay. so, cause they posted a couple of them like in the last couple of days, but, uh, yeah, it'll, it's a 10, one show. Um, so moving on, you end up getting to the main event or sorry, the, uh, semi, or third from the top tag team title match, FWC Kuguma, and Hazuki versus nasapoy and Tam Nakano. Um, after FWC, you you seen it?
0: You you're looking no. at it.
2: Oh, okay. No, no, um,
0: no. I'm still looking for okay. it. I, I was I was oh, thinking about this mass okay. result.
2: Okay, are you looking? Okay, are you looking at the English account or the or the, uh, the English? Okay, uh, I'll send you to the um, the uh, Jap, domestic account. Sorry. Um, so you end up getting, um, after FWC won, uh, their last defense versus Hameka, not Hameka, but, uh, Ami and Mirai, I just sent it to you. Um, they declared their own, their next challengers, the next challengers, they wanted to be Tam and Nasapoy. Uh,
0: so, um, you see it? <laughs> it? Hold on, hold on. But let me see how long it takes me before I even find Momo Watanabe on this thing.
1: <sighs> God damn it.
0: <laughs> Bro, where is she? I'm not bullshitting. You serious? I found her. Yeah, I she's found on the, her. She's on the... On like, the okay, right. so this is what they you know, did, right? It they- took me that long to find her as a shoot. I was not working. I was not can entertaining. Can you put, it up, can for the you put camera? it up on
2: the screen for for the streamers to see to see this poster? So they yes. can see. I'm not exaggerating. For like someone like Sir Sam doesn't watch Storm at all. You can see, like, yeah. Put the, put the cursor over Momo. So uh, your cursor, your mouse over a Momo, so you can see how small she is, and then see like you think this person would said these big ass heads you see on this on this poster.
0: Okay, so if you look over here on the right hand side. Right here. This is where Momo Watanabe is with half of her hair covering her face. So you only see half of her face on the poster. So, um, yeah, it took me that long to find her. Yeah. So yeah. the big heads, uh, we yeah. got the big, big people. That, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I don't see it for, for any of the exactly. other young ladies.
2: Right. But you see, there's a It seems like they're an established top eight right there, given that there's eight yeah. people big as hell in the rest of the 20, uh, the rest of the what? Uh, 26. The rest of the other 18 people are small as hell on that thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so <laughs> big head equal push is <that's> amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, after they, after uh, they not, oh, sorry, FWC nominated Tam and Nasapoy uh, earlier uh, about a week or so ago, maybe a little earlier, like one of the first shows of the uh, of the uh, tournament um Natsupoy faced Hazuki in an excellent match uh and Hazuki uh beat her uh, giving you know champion beat the chall- beat one of the challengers let's see where this goes so um and also you know cuz you, obviously you normally don't like challengers losing to champions but like the challengers are so much hotter than the than the uh have so much more momentum than uh the champions you felt like you kind of it's kind of you're like it's just a dead giveaway what's about to happen uh but anyway um that starts out with kaguma and nasapoy they do high speedery is very good uh they they build heat on nasapoy tam gets in tam and NASA tam and hazuki uh basically play a play a game of who can knee each other and kick each other harder in the face uh or their opponents in the face like Tam is trying to knee people as hard in the face as they can with V triggers and bicycle knees. Hazuki is trying to like pump kick uh, NASApoy's face off at various points throughout this entire match. Um, ultimately, good job. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately, like this leads to uh, like the, the beginning of the third act where like all of a sudden people just start falling out the sky and diving on each other like it was a, a it was a barrage of, of top rope dives like between Tam and Kaguma and Nasapoy in a row like like boom. Boom, boom. Uh, and then uh, there, then basically from there, you end up getting the closing stretches. Uh, Kaguma and um and uh, in the ring while uh, Tam and Hazuki basically are making saves for each other as they hit each other with big moves and kicking out and big moves and kicking out. Ultimately, at the end, uh, they end up clearing out Hazuki and uh, Natsupoi ends up putting away Kaguma with uh the cross the cross jacket uh bridging suplex fairy strange what she calls it and they're the 25th uh goddess of stardom ch- tag team champions um throughout this match uh there were a lot of the, there were a lot of things that like people were like uh velcage and one rich lotta would have loathed in this this was like
0: i'm with you brother shout out shout out velcage
2: look this match like, for those that have never, may have never seen Tokyo Joshi Pro before, like, it reminded me a lot of, like, watching, like, a Magical Sugar Rabbits match of, like, of, like, watching, like, these two, almost, like, cartoon character cute motherfuckers, like, hold hands and come down to the ring and fight, and in the middle of a fight, like, hold each other's hands to give each other strength to get back up and continue fighting at times. This was, like, this was, like, an anime. This was, I, I, like, I, I, I don't, I will stop short of calling this a great match, but I give this, uh, three and three quarters because of the effort and the high level of wrestling. There was one unchar- uncharacteristically bad, like, uh, botch, like in the second act of the match, uh, from Hazuki, but outside of this match, this match, like, did everything you need to do. Um, like, but yeah, this was a, this was a kick ass, uh, tag match and a really good, uh, tag match and transition over to, um, Tam and Nasapoy and, like, uh, I don't know if I want to necessarily eulogize, uh, the, the two title runs or two title runs that, um, Hazuki and Kaguma had, but like they were excellent tag champs and like one of the better tag teams in the world this year. And like, you know, from, from the time that Hazuki came back and then the tag league and went in tag league and then winning the belts, like it's been one of the better stories in stardom. And like, you know, if stardom doesn't really do like, They've are they're already the first time first time two time champions, tag champions in Stardom. I don't know. I seriously that'll be a third time. But like, I I I love them and like I hope that they end up becoming like a trio's team with like Ito or Mayu or or Hannon or 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 thirty six or thirty seven. So like whatever, it it doesn't matter. Like they're they're a great tag team and I hope that they find a way to end up with like trio's belts as a transition or something. <laughs> um. Yeah,
0: we're we're in the mud, Velkesh. We're in the mud.
2: <laughs> so what, the one thing I will notice, like you know, Hazuki uh, five and zero throughout this tournament so far, and the Grand Prix, like they have protected her. They, she's not the one that took this pin. Just like she's going to get a title match at some point before the end of the year. I feel like given the way that they've protected her all year in this title title run, so she had a great year, and like I'm so happy she came back,
0: um, Hazuki.
2: <laughs> so we get of so then we get uh the the uh the the fillin, fill-in match semi event white belt match Kai versus Hazuki Hazuki. Hameka Hameka and um this is the best match they've ever had. I uh I don't think they've ever had a great match before this first match I, they've ever had where I thought was great. Um And and it was weird because, like, at the beginning of this match, I was not feeling it at all much. And then, especially at the part where they start, like, trading elbows in the middle of the ring for, like, seemingly forever. But once they almost kill Kamatani, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this match was on a certain level. And this is, like, uh, this wasn't on purpose, but it reminded me of, in ways of, like, the Unagi match from, uh, I think, the anniversary show this year, where it's, like, this match at a certain level, and then all of a sudden, like, there is a complete change and things take off to a just phenomenal level that where, like, you forget about so much of the first part of the match or even the first two parts of the match. Like, there is a spot where uh Kamatani is... Has Hameka seated on the top rope and is going for her Kanrana, and you know, you know how that goes. Like someone stands up, and then you know the hurricane rana comes, and you roll off off the middle rope. This did not happen. This was turned into a power bomb, but it was turned into a power bomb that wasn't exactly the safest in the world. And like Kamatani landed on her fucking neck, and I shouted in horror. I thought she had broke her neck. I thought she was dead. Um, I I don't know if there's been a medical checkup on her. She continued to wrestle another uh the last third of this match. Where it just goes to the big moveset, and because of this fucking bump, everything that happened afterwards uh was then like heightened because after that, Hameka hits her, follows up with a, nu- a, with a last ride powerbomb that yes. that Kamatani kicks out of. Then it then she throws her into the corner, goes to the opposite corner, hits her with a running Larry in the corner, then lifts her up and gives her a running the running power bomb that we've seen like legitimately concuss Julia uh in two thousand twenty um in the Grand Prix that year um and she kicks and then she gets her up for another powerbomb. she's like I'm gonna powerbomb you till you you fucking quit till you body till your soul leaves your body you can no longer kick out. She goes for for uh she actually I'm sorry. She, she, she also has to gave go for her that. a she has to go a for lariat
0: in the back of the head.
2: Right, right. So earlier in the match she teased a Japanese Ocean Cyclone suplex. There's yeah, no Manami so Toyota. I was like, huh? there, there's no Manami Toyota. There's no B Priestley. So she goes so Kamatani escaped. So after this second power bomb, the running power bomb, she's like, all right, she gets her, throws her body towards the ropes, she gets her up on her shoulders, and she's setting up to give the Japanese a cyclone suplex. And at this point, I was like, okay, you didn't beat her with the power bomb top turnbuckle. You didn't beat her with the with the last ride power bomb. You didn't beat her with the top with the running three power bomb. And, like, once she got her up, I was like, this is brilliant storytelling. She's about to hit her with a flash Rana. A half second later, flash Rana, and it turns, and it wasn't just a flash Rana to, to, uh, to turn over flash the match. poison Rana. It was, a, it was a flash, it was a flash reverse Rana to, um, to turn into a, into a, like, caught you in a cradle pin and, like, she caught her Mecca and Omega couldn't kick out. And I was like, that's a pretty cheap finish, but I do like this story that, like, her Mecca was was clearly going to finish her and she luckily
0: escaped. Yo, this was one of those Mayu Iwatani performances (laughs) towards the end of her title reign, where it was like Mayu didn't fucking win. She She survived.
2: Takumi, she She, escaped Shuri. Yeah, 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 yeah. She couldn't escape. She could. She couldn't escape uh, the third time uh, against Utami. Utami Utami finally won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's funny. I
0: immediately got flashbacks of of watching her and Takumi, and then her and yeah, her and Takumi in this match. Uh, This is the best Himekka singles match I think I've ever seen uh this was excellent i love this match and it was like that like that run of offense that she put together was like yo she has uh uh, Kamatani has the fucking gatorade cup how is she going to survive and she just pulls it out and i was like i wasn't even spoiled or i was spoiled on this match and i was just like what the fuck is gonna happen and then uh I saw that, that flash crayon. I was like, I think she's going to beat her. And then, sure enough, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I see what they did there. So it was like giving Hameka just like, it was giving her a lot and like really showing that she can hang at this level. And I, I feel like I'm kind of like looking at her in a different light rather than just, you know, she's someone that's going to be like two times or, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's like, all right. So you can actually have expectations for her, like to do very well. So yeah. um, I, I really like this match. I'm probably like four and a quarter on this. Yeah, I I gave it four, um, because
2: like so much of the matches felt like it was just there, and but like one, but like don't get me wrong, like the close stretch of this is like pfft, phenomenal. But um, yeah, like this has been a I don't want to say necessarily a run, but like this has been like this this thing that she's had like ever since she got that title shot against Shuri, um, a few months back for the red belt where, like, she had the match for life then. I think that's still her best match. Like, that top to bottom throughout that match, I think it's her best match. Um... And, like, this match, I think it's her second best match I've seen her have. So, like, yeah, like, she... They put her out there for the defenses. She showed up in a way that, like, she necessarily didn't show up when, like, she got the white belt match against... sure Not sure. Julia in 2000... October 2020. Like, she is just, like, someone that, like, I can go out here and have a main event like that holds up with like all the stuff like the top wrestlers in this company do. Um in like in the G1 like that match she had with Otami night 1 was also a great match too. Like she's she is definitely improved as a singles wrestler. I always thought that like you know she's 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 rock solid, rock hard as a uh, as a tag performer and she's super dependable and she can always, you know, help contribute to a great tag match, but as a single you don't really sometimes you you felt like there was something missing there. I think she's putting it together.
0: I think I got to yeah. go back and watch her and Shuri.
2: Yeah. Um, and then uh, the main event. <sighs> Shuri versus Nanai Takashi. Now, I was spoiled on this, even though I already knew what was going to happen and everything with this. We already knew the outcome. But, like, I was spoiled on this. But this did not, this still did not uh, disappoint. This still did not hold me back on uh, loving this match. I thought that these two went out and had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they went out there and they had a main event championship match that fits anywhere in pretty much any era. Um, for pretty much that could have worked anywhere. They went out there and they told the story that the challenger, uh, is better at things than uh, than the champion was, but the champion has the heart, determination, the guy, the hope.
0: patron and,
2: yes, and, and and the skill in different, and different at a different skill to differentiate herself to be able to change the momentum in in uh, of the match on a on a dime's notice against the challenger, and it came out to like you want to try to brawl. Shuri normally is very good at the brawling thing, especially if he throws the kicks, but she normally holds on to the kicks to change the momentum, late in the match, and the third, you know, the the third act of it but she is she is beating up shuri shuri then starts uh slapping on arm submissions and then Nanai has to like struggle with dealing with like having a bad a bad wing during parts of this match and they're going back and forth and like a lot of matches like working off the part where like they're trying to make each other tap out the submissions and then they start hitting their big moves you get you know you get the uh the freezer bomb refrigerator bomb from Nanai top rope splash uh, you get uh shuri when she gets her cha- momentum she ends up hitting her uh emerald flosion um doesn't put her away nanai um then i'm oh, sorry uh, shuri then tries to get her up for the one-wing emerald flosion Nanai gets down and then hits her with the uh the landslide she doesn't get the win. She, uh, she later ends up getting the, uh, the Nana Racker, the, like the arm or the, uh, hammerlock power slam kicks out of her big move. And then Shuri, then they have a, this awesome, you know, do throughout all of this is these awesome strike exchanges. Like, then like. pulled out and pulled out the fucking, the funky shoot punch that I love so much. And then Shuri later <laughs> on, and then, yes. And then Shuri later on, like returned in the third act to change momentum. We hit her with her own shoot punch. Um, and like there's headbutts galore on, in throughout this match. Uh, and then um shoot headbutts galore. And then like ultimately, like Shuri goes to get her up ag- against the ropes to get her up on her shoulders again to go for the one wing emerald f- uh flosion. And is not having it. And then Shuri said in very much the same fashion that like Arisa Nakajima had against uh Nanai in their last match from um last year's uh um anniversary show for ceiling. Just Says fuck it. I'm just gonna headbutt the back of your head. Just just headbutt <laughs> the back of her head. She's the out on her feet, gets her up on her shoulders, hits her with the woman, in won't and gets the win. I, I I thought this match was fantastic. I, you know, it, it did everything it did all the things that I needed to do. Um I'm thinking maybe four and a half, I don't know, but somewhere between four and a half and four and a quarter, I loved this match. I, I thought it was great. Um,
0: yeah, I'm 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 in that the the four and a third danger yeah, zone yeah, uh, I, on that one.
2: Like sure, he's on a hell of a run. She really is um, a sad matches.
0: day for the for the people that don't like Nana Takahashi. Um, Rich, I,
2: Rich, it's not really that bad because they'll just go on cage match and downvote the match. Go to cage match. Look at
0: that match. Score. I see. It says seven point four six on it.
2: Now, Rich, do me a favor, right? Go look at the go look at the let, ma- season.
0: Oh, oh let, let me see some of the ridiculous comments.
2: No, don't even do that. Just look at the match ratings, right? now what is the number one what's the most num what's the most common uh or or the highest or sorry the most common uh rating on that show between one between ten nine seven and eight what's the most common Not, one
0: nine and eight are tied nine and eight are tied amount.
2: right and, and then you see like a collection of fours right yes they so three people thought this was a a two star match an average match so if you exactly so
0: rich. <laughs> If this is a 2 star match, what I want to see the rest of their ratings history right. because they must have some fire that I right. don't know about. Right. Right. So, so Someone said slow, boring. It's like if Togi Makabe was challenging for the IWGP title in 2022. Bad lariats, very little bumps and just a match that went nowhere. Can't recommend. Man, that is absurd. Yeah.
2: So, um so now like I, I've already done the maths since the last time I checked. I don't know if it's changed at all, whatever else. But if you throw out the the people that are down voting this for ridiculous scores of fours, it's it's at a eight point five on once you throw out the, the hate votes, the hate votings. So it's so that's basically, it's a it's a four and a half star match. People are out of their fucking people minds. People
0: are literally giving it two stars. My God. Yeah. We got to get some of those Tokyo Joshi Pro voters in here that just, you know, just throw nines and tens on shit. Like, we got to get them in to balance this out.
2: I don't know if that's what they like because they don't like they don't much like the brawling. They like the people. They like the 15 minute title matches or Mm. the 18 minute title matches where like you miss you make one mistake and your ass is done. Mm,
0: I like those, two. I like those, two.
2: uh, I like those two, like, but comparatively speaking, to like a Stardom or Seedly main event to the Tokyo Pro main event, sign me up for the Stardom and Seedly main events. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I-, I thought this was going to be more violent actually than it was.
2: I I don't disagree. Um, like, but... if you if, if this match had happened in 2019 compared to now, this would match would have been a whole nother level of violence and a, and yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah. It, it definitely would have been. You're right.
0: But they had like these looks on their faces throughout the match, like especially like when they were at the start of this match, like Shuri had this look like you in here with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I I I know who you are, but like you about to know who I am. Like that's you know, that's what I yeah. got from Shuri on this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed this match and like God, stop these people are ruining these ratings man I, I, yeah, that just...
2: and, that, and that's the thing that's what i be telling you about when it comes Still to like these yoshi bro. ratings is like all it takes is like three people to fuck up a rating and then a match will be lost forever imagine yeah. like everyone they almost they're like if 30 people saw tw- 20 of them thought was like very great or, or or at least at the bottom at the minimum great and then, like, there's three or four people that fuck it up, and then they're just lost forever. Unless you just have the time to go dig through uh, these Joji promotions, it sucks. And this happen, and, and like, this seems only happen to like stardom.
0: Man, somebody will give us the answers why one yeah. day somebody uh-huh. will come out here and be honest.
2: Yeah. Um. So, but whatever, it is what it is. Like you know. But yeah, great match. And like you know, I I thought for a show where um a lot of the undercard was kind of just by the standards of stardom just there. I thought that like the final four matches held up their end to a normal standard. And I thought this ended up still being maybe It's not a, I won't call this a great show because the, the bottom, but like, it was still a very good show. Um, so yeah, like I, I would suggest, I would recommend the last three matches or last four matches. Um, and uh, they move on like um, we'll cover it. So at some point we'll do a catch up on uh, the Grand Prix. But uh, for this, we're, we're done with stardom uh, this week.
0: For sure, man. Um, just remind everybody, uh, send in your audio uh, for your One Nation Radio 10 year anniversary uh, testimonials uh, to Rich at Social Suplex. Uh, get that in. Don't wait. Uh, I, I don't want to be scrambling towards the, the very end and, and wondering if, if more are coming in before I put this file together. I kind of just want to hit play and then let them all run rather than loading them all up individually. And, you know, uh, I want to make it real easy for James. Um, <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and make, like, ideally, I'd like to lock it down, send the file to James so he can just paste it in and we can play it in live uh, over the Twitch stream. Uh, stream so um but yeah besides that it's been another larger than life evening of one nation radio (laughs) and on that note
2: thanks for listening y'all that's the end of the show be sure to rate us whatever app you're using uh to listen to this with if you are watching from the live stream you can see the links on the screen the cash app the PayPal go there and drop us off a donation if you so uh if you feel like it uh and if you're listening Uh, in podcast form go to the show notes or link description or a show description and find the link to red circle and
0: uh, you can donate there and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network also check the clips tiktok yes as well as um the shorts on youtube shorts
2: yes 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 um and uh Let's see the other shows on the network. Uh, besides 1H Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, which I will be on recording tomorrow. Um, and um, you have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. You have Gorman Watch This Shit. You have The Grave Consequences. You have 8-Bit Suplex. You have AEW Match Guide. You have All Things Elite. You have get Great Match Generator. Get in the ring. And Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Any Omega's back.